How we doing, folks? Another episode of the Common Chaos Podcast. Back in your life, it is I, Brian Kern, here to bring you all the good shit and bad shit and all the shit in between and all the shit. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Uh, I know I am, because I'm about to bring you a phenomenal episode with my good buddy, Adam Borshig. Uh, But before we get into that, I'm going to bring you the formalities. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fightback CBD. As always, FightbackCBD.com is the sponsor of this episode and this show, and you can save 20% off on some phenomenal THC-free CBD products. We're talking vapes. We're talking drips. We're talking uh, rash guards, clothing, jiu-jitsu apparel. We're talking all that from FightbackCBD.com. Fightback CBD was started by my good buddy Justin McClenney, who's been on the episode or on the uh, podcast, episode 58, if you guys want to go back and take a look at it or give it a listen. I believe it's episode 58. Um, I, I can find that out for you here in a sec. Uh, but yes, Fightback CBD is a CBD company here in Austin, Texas. Without a doubt, the most trusted CBD product here in Austin, Texas. Uh, they sponsor several athletes throughout the uh, the Austin, Texas area and several a- and athletes from around the world. Uh, but not just your high-level, high-star athletes. We're talking about your blue belts, purple belts that are entering tournaments. We're talking about uh, your athletes that might just be getting into... Uh, their routines and their programs. Fightback CBD is a company for the people, by the people, uh, and they try to take care of whoever they can. So I suggest that you head on over to fightbackcbd.com, check out their cause, check out what they're about, and check out some phenomenal products. You can use the promo code CHAOS, and you can save 20% on anything store-wide. So you can get yourself a ranked rash guard, you can get yourself some cool shirts, you can get yourself some CBD oils, you can get yourself some CBD vapes, and you can save yourself 20% by using the promo code CHAOS. This episode is also brought to you by Phoenix Fit. That is F-N-X-F-I-T.com. Phoenix Fit has been a sponsor of the uh, podcast for about a month and a half now. We've had some great results with them, and they're a phenomenal company. They are a fitness uh, lifestyle company. You can check them out at phoenixfit.com, F-N-X-F-I-T.com. They are a phenomenal company based right here in the United States, working on bringing you uh, the best quality supplements to help you endure longer, recover quicker, and build strength faster. Uh, they are, like I said, based out of here in the United States. They're, I believe, manufactured out of Maine, if I'm not mistaken. They also have what is called the Live in Victory program. Now, let me tell you guys about this. This is something that not any normal fitness company does. Uh, you know, normally when you think fitness companies, you think supplements, equipment, apparel, and that's about it, right? That's what Phoenix Fit does, but then they're going to add a little something special at the end for it. They have this live cause that they do. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, there's, I believe, 600 plus million people in the world uh, living without clean water. And uh, Phoenix Fit's strive to take care of that is with every purchase that's done uh, through the Phoenix Fit website, a gallon of clean water gets donated to a family in need from around the world, uh, which is really cool. And to date, okay, Phoenix Fit has only been around for, I believe, two years. To date, they have already donated 350,000 plus gallons of water. That is fucking remarkable. So any purchase that you do through phoenixfit.com using my code or anybody else's code, not only can you save 15%, but you can also donate a gallon of clean drinking water to those in need. Uh, and you can add to that 350,000 plus total that they've already donated, which is fucking remarkable. You can save that 15% on all your orders by using the promo code CHAOSFNX, C-H-A-O-S-F-N-X. And that's good for apparel, equipment, supplements. I'm currently right now using their Revive uh, Recovery Supplements, their BCAAs, Muscle Recovery. Uh, oh, 
Ooh, getting saucy up in here. Hit the microphone. Um, yeah, I'm using their BCAA formula right now, which is their Revive Muscle Recovery. Uh, I also got their, uh, what is it? Recharge, I believe, is their pre-workout. They have two pre-workouts. I'm going to get the exact name for you because I just ordered the second one. I haven't tried the second one yet, but I've ordered it. Um, they're also, I think, sending me their protein as well. So I'll let you guys know how the protein is and how the Recharge Plus is. The Recharge Plus is their high-intensity pre-workout. I have the Recharge. The Recharge is just their standard one. I have it in uh, Black Raspberry. Um, and it's fucking great i mean my biggest complaint with most pre-workouts nowadays are that they're too sugary um and both of these pro I, I will say the the recovery supplement the bcaa's was a little sweet uh but the blackberry lemonade recharge that i got is fucking phenomenal uh just the right amount of tingles with one scoop i even did a scoop and a half when i did my lift session the other day and f i was on it i was fucking wired uh, so yeah, you guys can save 15% off anything you order through phoenixfit.com using the promo code chaosfnx. And don't forget, every purchase you do sends a free gallon of water to someone in need all over the world. Uh, and again, they've already hit 350,000 plus gallons. Let's add to that total, guys, and let's start supplying people with some clean fucking water. That's right, phoenixfit.com, promo code chaosfnx. My guest today, ladies and gentlemen, is Adam Borshig. Adam Borshig is one of the creators and founders of Reverend Jiu-Jitsu, which is a jiu-jitsu apparel lifestyle company uh, based out in Austin, Texas here that's taken the jiu-jitsu community by storm. He's also a fellow jiu-jitsu competitor. Uh, I've known him for a couple years now, met him through the jiu-jitsu community out here. He's a fucking swell gentleman. Uh, he has quite the past. He was in the Navy. He was a search and rescue officer. He uh, has helped build and uh he's basically been a consultant for startups but he's helped in a couple different capacities he explains that in the show he's been a personal trainer uh he's fucking done so much and i think he's like 39 years old which is fucking crazy so uh i was stoked to have him on the show he gets to talk about reverent and what they're trying to do with that brand what they're trying to do with the local jiu-jitsu community here in austin texas uh and eventually the u.s because obviously they're looking to expand and they've already got you know some footprints throughout the country uh, so that's exciting for them. He's really excited about uh, his upcoming jiu-jitsu tournaments that he's got going on. We discuss that. We discuss uh, MMA. We discuss a whole shit ton of things. So I encourage you guys to listen to it. Again, Adam Borshig. Check him and Reverend out at reverentjujitsu.com. He'll also drop the rest of his social medias at the end of his show. As always, you can find me and anything Common Chaos related at commonchaos.net. The Instagram is The Common Chaos. The Twitter is The Common Chaos. Go check those out. My personal Instagram and Twitter is of Brian of Death. You can check those out on the commonchaos.net website as well. And the only thing I ask for, guys, ever, is to share this with a friend. Share it with a loved one. Share it with someone that you think is going to uh, benefit from it. Again, we're talking about motivation, uh, inspiration, getting people, getting that fire lit under people's ass, getting them ready, getting to tackle their day, tackle their week, whatever it is. Uh, and Adam brings a inspiring story and a whole shit ton of motivation with him. So get excited for it. This is Adam Borshig. I assure you that And I 
wasn't even recording that, but yes, you said this is the chaos and common chaos, and yes, because we had technical difficulties. Now we're back in it. I believe my levels are good. I'm not hearing anything funky. Yeah. No, we don't have to start over, man. Okay. This is what we're gonna do. I am here because I'm gonna get the name right. So yes. We're gonna start off on a good foot. Yes. I'm here with my friend Adam Borshig. Very good. What's nice. up, man? How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, man. I. I you're welcome. I'm, I'm excited that we finally were able to get you on. Apologize yeah. for the technical difficulties. We're here in Austin, Texas, though. In it to win it now, I believe. Yes. That's another one for you. Another mantra. In it to win it. That, we have in it to win it. Yes. Iron sharpens iron. Be like water. Be like water. Yeah. Hold on. Iron sharpens iron. I'm just going to put abbreviations for it. Be like water. I do like because it's Bruce Lee and a yeah. lot of, and Anderson Silva's into it. He's got yeah. his last fight coming up. Yeah. What did we just say? Uh, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, God, we just said it. Well, because I just made it up. That's why I can't remember. Oh, man. <laughs> God damn it. It was like. Hustle, respect the game, or something oh, like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't well, know. That's good. We have three. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, man. Uh, how you doing? Good. You were just Very giving good. us background. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I will introduce you, and, and the reason why okay. I'm having you on here, but Adam is a friend of mine here in the jiu-jitsu community. That's how we met. We've met at like open mats, rolling around up at Cooper's MMA. Uh, you now train at Brazilian Fight Factory, yes. right, up in Round Rock. Yep. Um, you are now actively competing, so yes. we're definitely going to discuss that. You also are the founder and one of the uh, main people in Reverend Jiu-Jitsu, so we're going to discuss that as well. That has been a product that I've talked about, uh, or you guys, not a product, but you guys yeah. I've talked about, you know, through the podcast and, and through my social media posts and stuff. So to have uh, you actually go into the, the meaning and the, the purpose yeah. behind all that, I'm excited for that. And I, I can't wait to hear it. And yeah, man. So give yeah. us the background from, okay. we'll start with the high school knowledge. Let's go. Okay. So high school, I, w I was at uh, a military high school in St. Louis, Missouri. Cool. Right. Not a, not a hotbed for uh, money where I was from. Right. right. Um, 5'10 white kid didn't didn't really have a chance at pro sports. Played football freshman year, got hit once coming across the coming across the field, took my helmet off, never played again. Right. Uh, started playing soccer. Uh, took took the test to join the military, scored high enough where they're like, you don't need a diploma to join. So I was like, Yep, I'm I'm ready. So, Sign me up. Yep. I, I literally like I, I dropped out of high school, joined the military. Um, before the technical dif difficulties, I left this part out. I, I joined on a Friday, came in, told my mom, left on Monday. Out. Gone. In and out. Gone. Was it something that you always kind of held in the back of your head, or was that just the option that came across to you because you were not, like, succeeding <sighs> in school? So, I'm super impulsive. Okay. Right? Like, I'm like, if something sounds like a good deal, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll do the little scales in my head, and I'll pull the trigger. I don't... I don't shop around a lot. I don't, if, if I see something and, and the values there and you follow, you follow go. that, that, that intuition, you're I, confident. You I, don't second yeah. guess yourself. Right. I, I have a confidence in like, that's good. What, what, what I can do. And, and I had an idea of what I wanted out of the military and, and like what I wanted out of my future. That explains a lot about you. Yeah. And people are going to now knowing what I know about you, people are going to, I think, realize that as they listen because of, of, of what you're involved in and, yeah. and what you do. Yeah, yeah, the plethora of things. So makes yeah, sense. And and it was great. And and I had a and I had a rare situation and and we didn't talk about this much is like I was actually friends with my recruiter before I joined the Navy. Right? A lot of people who join the military they get screwed over by their recruiter because they get lied to or or they get blue skied and they're like, Oh, it's great, it's this or that and my recruiter was like, Are you sure you wanna do this? 
It's, yeah, actually being giving you the decision rather than yeah. He's like it's strong arming you. Yeah, he's like it's not the commercials, bro. Right? He's like this is what it's gonna be like your okay. first six months. This is what it's gonna be like your first year. And like, so he he gave me like a legit rundown. He actually made it sound a lot worse than what it was. Right? So I was like, yeah, okay, cool, let's do it. I I can handle that. That's nothing. That's interesting because I wonder yeah. if I wonder if his intention was to really give you like that full perspective before joining you know like hey it could be hell did he see something in you maybe that do you ever think back on that do you ever think maybe he saw something in you that wasn't maybe Uh, you didn't cut it in his eyes or why do you think he dressed it up so grossly well i I think because he was a family friend uh okay right so i think he was best for you he was he was just trying to be like upfront and honest because like literally if anybody's ever gone in and talked to a recruiter they're like oh you join the navy you can travel the world yeah but but they don't tell you that 95 percent of it is you're 500 feet away and you're on a boat and you can just see it right you don't actually go visit those places a lot of times right so things like that and and then some of the things they don't tell you is like oh well the first year you're gonna do nothing but clean doesn't matter what your job is your first year you're gonna clean you're gonna paint you're gonna chip paint you're gonna do that stuff right until you start making promotions and start moving up right hmm. like is the, anything ever fully clean no is there ever is Never, there ever because, hey doesn't need to be clean we're good no so this is how unclean it is so i was on the last all-male ship my ship was 55 feet wide 600 feet long okay 400 dudes it was perpetually trashed perpetually trashed sausage fest yeah right like it was it was a mess in the ocean but okay hot take i think already yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't don't take long i think it absolutely should have stayed all male okay absolutely not saying that females can't be in the military i I think they absolutely should be and i think they should be in the navy but if you're gonna put females on a ship make a ship all females Hmm. right Mm -hmm. same thing with soccer soccer players are gonna hate this I hate co-ed. I ref soccer and I refed my first co-ed soccer game in like a year the other day. Mm-hmm. Miserable. It's miserable. What level though? Cause at, at, at a certain level, it's just like, okay, you do it. No, you there's col- there's college level players. Okay. There's col- There's some college level players. There's some, but is there like college, college it's... level co-ed teams? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Dude, I, I ref two women's teams last night that would destroy my men's team. Right. Hmm. Like, it's, I didn't know that. It's the dynamic and the way. Are they in like a minor league? Or are they in anything that's like enticing to them that where they're playing soccer this competitively? What is it? it why if, are they? If you come up and watch soccer one night, they have a bar, and I invite you to. Cool. You should come up and watch, and you'll see that even if they're not, they play like they are. Because <laughs> I used to play softball, so I'm well on. I'm about beer leagues. I'm but about it. But th- that's just it. There's beer leagues, and then there's like you know. <laughs> just going and hanging out. There's like minor leagues. Like I know that in Austin is pretty prominent with like minor league teams and being right. you know in that field. So I, I question like, hey, maybe they are like athletes and they are on teams and that's their living. But if they're just like super competitive in like the scope of a beer league, no, I this mean, all power it, to them. It, it's it's a beer league. Okay, like in for all intensive purposes, it's a beer league. Right, there's a bar above the field. I was just gonna say I was invited to the bar portion of it. So <laughs> see, people sit at the bar. And yell at the field yep. and yell at the ref. Okay. The ref and the players yell back, mm-hmm. right? Like some of the guys just figured out the soccer ball was there, round. Yes. Yep. Right. But everybody oh, still plays great, great times. Like they're going to sign a contract. Yeah. Which, which is fine. Like if that's how you get your, I have jujitsu, so I don't get competitive with soccer anymore. It's fun. 
right? Mm-hmm. I get more hurt playing soccer than I do with jiu-jitsu. You know, I did stop playing softball when I started doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, I did give up softball. See, I didn't give it up. I just, I have more fun guess, playing soccer. You're right. I guess I didn't give it up. But I moved out here, and it has not been a thing. And I did play in California. No. And it was fun, yeah. But then you did get the teams that were just like jerseyed out, yeah. fucking trophies oh, God, on their jerseys. Miserable. Like the, they, they'd have, they'd bring a banner with them and hang it up like from the dugout. And you're just like, guys, we're here for an hour. You uh, start with a strike and a ball. What the fuck are we doing <laughs> over here? Like, right, why like, are we? We're drinking between at bats, right? Like literally, I walked to third base with it in my hand and tossed it in the trash yeah. can. We we have guys that that come down from the bar to go play. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. That's what it, that's what you're there right. for. And you have pickups, right? So you can go and play one game. And if you're into it, you just Stay there all night. People will ask yeah. you to come and jump Somebody's on a team. Short, you hop on in. Yeah. yeah, man. It's great. Great Absolutely. time. We should start a softball team. A jiu-jitsu softball team. Dude, that'd be fun. It, God, I'm so off topic right now. But the, so- okay. the, the soccer team that I play on, there's actually two or three guys from Cooper's that play. Dope. And one of my friends who comes to Josh Scales, uh, Thai box sparring on Sundays. Cool. So we actually have like four or five fighters on the team. All right. And it's the most chill team I play on. Dope. All the soccer players all want to fight. Like, I gave some dude a red card the other day. <laughs> Literally, like, I gave him a red card, and he was just like, can I cuss, by the way? I don't know. Of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was like, I gave him a red card, and, and he was so mad. And he absolutely earned it. He was like, that's why you bitch-ass hoe, you little bitch-ass. And just, like, nonstop from half field all the way to the time he walked off the field, just bitch-ass hoe, just, like, on repeat. I'm just like, you're that mad about soccer, bro. Go sit down. Wow. Like, you're all of 100 pounds, and I will murder you. <laughs> he was 100 pounds. A little, little 100 pound dude. Like, I, I was like, I will murder you, bro. Like, oh, just relax. Fuck. All right. So, yeah. we left off at your hot take about yeah, how so, the set, so you go don't ahead. have to go into that. Yeah. You don't have to go into that, but go back to being in the Navy. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I just think. And feel free to skip the first wife. She was. <laughs> yeah, she was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> My, my second wife will probably kill me because I brought her up. That's okay. <laughs> hey, she's getting the shortened version anyway, so it's fine. That's good. Uh, but, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, anyway, long story short, co-ed, I think, just changes dynamics, right? I think women are absolutely capable, but I just think the, the emotional capability of men mess it up. Okay. I think it's men's as a shortcoming in co-ed situations, not women. Um, whether they want to be the protector or whether they have a crush or whatever like i think when you introduce women it messes up men's thoughts more than anything do you follow like archetypes this is gonna get woo woo no. we, we might lose some people no no <laughs> well we don't want to lose anybody we'll no. go back to the archetype thing yeah yeah, yeah. um okay so so anyway where oh i was on my ship right? yeah ships so i so yeah so it's disgusting so when you're in the navy like the you do like six months they call it mess duty and yeah. you and okay. you and you work like in the kitchen, right? right? Like you serve food. It doesn't matter if you work on radars, weapons, if you're a cook, if you're a boatswain mate, if you drive the ship, doesn't matter. You go work on the mess, right? Nobody ever tells you that part. Nobody ever tells you that if you're 90 days underway and you don't get food replenishments that you don't have butter, you have butter, you use lard with like butter salt. Oh, okay. Right. They don't, they don't tell you all, all the, the grimy, bad stuff. the grimy side of it. The, right. Right. Exactly. The hustle, the struggle, not the hustle, but the struggle. Actually. Yeah. So, so I kind of knew that was coming. Right. So, so yeah, so, so I'm grateful. Like my, my, my experience with my recruiter was very different. He, he had prepped, you up, prepped yeah. you up a little bit. He set me up. So, so I didn't go into That's anything good. blind. Right. Good. Good. Um, that's great. If people can have, have, have people that can set them up for success like that, yeah. that's powerful. And anybody that's listening, take notes of that. If you can give somebody some like foresight into something, 
you know, or insight into something and just say, hey, this is what it really is. Let me show you the way and like what it actually is, but be real with you so you're not overestimating or underestimating anything at least. You know, and what you, um, you said that it was, you know, he made it out worse than what it really was, yeah, right? So he, he made it out worse than what like it was, this, yeah. but, but I went in there with, you know, the, the military is very much you get out of it, what you put into it. Right. Right. If you go in and, and you break every rule possible and you're always in trouble and, and you can't do, you can't enjoy your liberty and you can't do this, you can't do that. The military is going to be miserable. You go in, you follow the rules, you do what you're supposed to, right? You, you put in effort. Dude, it's a great experience. I've been, by the time I was 20, I've been to 30 different countries. Well, right. 500 feet away from them, but. Well, no, <laughs> just these I actually visited. I mean, if you want to count the ones I sailed by, it was way more than 30, right? Yeah. Been to the Med twice, launched missiles during a war. Dope. Right? Okay. My, my ship went up and turned circles. A lot during, of opportunities. Yeah, exactly. You see some cool stuff, jump out of helicopters, right? Do fun stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so got out of the military, met my wife, uh, started working as a personal trainer, right? Um, my wife was from Austin. We moved from San Diego to Austin together. Did some time at, at all the major gyms here in Austin, right? Started my own company doing health and wellness because I was sick of giving, like I, I do 10, 20, $30,000 a month in personal training sales and take home like five grand, right? So I was like, yeah, I'm sick of giving away my money. Yeah, yeah, it's so, a crazy aspect. Yeah, so so I started my health and wellness company, worked with a couple of companies here doing boot camps and stuff, and the wife's like, okay, time for a big boy job. So randomly playing soccer, one of my buddies was like, hey, how are things going? I'd be like, great. Be better if you guys were hiring. He's like, actually, we are. Hmm. So I went in and interviewed at a company selling computer chips. So we're just like the raw computer chips, right? Selling to companies. Kind of like a used car salesman of computer chip world. Hey, what do you got? Yeah. What do you need? I got yeah. it. You know, right? That, that kind of scraps. Kind of grimy. Yeah. Dialing for dollars, 100 phone calls a day. And it, dialing for dollars. What a great yeah, way to fucking it, put that, it's, man. It's dialing for dollars. Cold calls and shit. Literally, our metrics was 100 phone calls a day, 52 minute phone calls a day. And like so many requirements, call requirement when you get a point, right? So it's like it was bananas, dude. I I admire that you went through that sales hustle because that's a hustle that some people just don't understand, and I hate being lumped into it sometimes as a, a sales guy because it yeah. comes with such sleaze, <laughs> right? <laughs> with because then anything you try to do productively, anything you try to create all of a sudden becomes something you're trying to sell something you're trying right. to pawn off on somebody what, what, what are you like, trying to sell oh, right right God, it's gross it's gross yeah well i i think sales and I, and I think the thing with sales one thing i learned with sales is if if you believe in what you're doing it's not grimy right sure, sure. You, you you have to be, you have to believe in what you're doing and if and if you do your sales ethically it's not grimy right, right. like the way the recruiter doing it the right way the way the recruiter treated me is the way i treat all of my customers when I was in sales, right? Hey, the, these parts are great. You know what? If, if they were a little gray, maybe, you know what? Hey, these are, these are this, these are that. Like I always, there was full disclosure. I never tried to like omit information just to get a deal done. Right. Cause, Open, cause that's honest, how you lose, lose your customer. Right. Yeah. And there's times where I've it's walked like away. Yeah. I've walked away from big deals with customers, but then they turn around and, and repaid it four or five fold because they ended up with the right parts. And you know what that also speaks to? And I don't know if a lot of people that don't have the inside perspective in the sales world that, that, that some of us do, that speaks to how your character is and how you build relationships with people. 
if you're an honest to god like true salesman and you're you're you do ride that ethical line that is in sales because it can fucking be a very transparent yeah. line at times. It can be yeah. a very oh. see-through line that nobody wants to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. That, for the sake of money. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you got to play in the gray. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You, you, you play in the gray, but like I always try and stay out of the distrustful. Right. 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 Like, and, and when I say play in the gray, I've, I've never done anything shady towards my customers. If, and, and maybe this will hurt my job prospects, but if I'm going to screw over anybody, it's going to be my company, right? If mm. I can get my customer a better deal and shave a couple parts of points of margin off of this company, or if I help a customer find something that maybe doesn't benefit my company somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause the type of sales that I was in, it wasn't necessarily me buying stuff, me, the customer buying stuff from my company. Sometimes we'd buy from a third party or whatever, but our company would always want us to sell it through them. And even if we had like stock of something, but I had a better price or better parts somewhere else, I'd go there and buy it, right? Because it was better for the customer. Hmm. And in the short term, it might've hurt my paycheck a little bit or might've hurt the company. But by servicing the customer, what happens is in the future, when somebody else who has my job calls them and says, hey, are you looking for these parts? They're like, no, I got a guy, right? So it's, I'm very much a relationship. A yeah. I'm a relationship sales guy. I'm not, I'm not a transactional sales guy. I don't like transactional <clears throat> sales. Because it's it's emotional. The the act of buying and selling something are very emotional things, right. you know. Especially if you're somebody that creates something, you you put your time, your energy, your your sweat, whatever comes with it, into this thing, and now you have to turn around and like present it in a way that makes it enticing for people, right. makes them feel it is going to bring them value or they're going to you know enjoy it to a degree and then you have to go about it ethically right you right. can't you know you're trying to make money but you're also at the same time trying to like do right so you can get that you know it's just a yeah. weird balance and that comes in how you just build relationships with people so didn't mean to sidetrack you again no but, no man, all good you know, like so relevant you'll, to you'll, who you'll, you are and what you do you, and yeah you'll want it to come full circle you, you'll find in my life that it's it's all sidetracks <laughs> right like it's <laughs> It's all sidetracks. If you look at my resume, it looks like I'm career collecting, mm. right? Um, Another great one, career collecting. Yeah, I, I correct career careers, right? Um, but but in in and and probably talking to me for five minutes, you could probably tell that like any kind of job where I'm shackled to a desk and have to make a hundred phone calls a day, I was miserable, mm. miserable. Yeah. Um, but but it gave me the opportunity. It taught me the the tech the tech industry, right? So I went to another company doing field sales where I actually got to go out and, and my job was to find startups in Austin, right? Which sounds great because Austin has this great, uh, booming yeah, startups boom for software, but I sold hardware. There's not as many. Oh. It's a little different, right? Hardware is expensive. Hardware is, it's, it's hard to go live with a software company because the barrier of entry is so expensive, right? If you want to build a widget and you want to build a Bluetooth water bottle lid, for example, Bluetooth water bottle lid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that. We could probably do a whole podcast on that product. But let's say you want to you want to make a Bluetooth water bottle lid. Okay. Like track how many ounces you're drinking and what you're. Yeah, it would it would it would track your your altitude, the the outside temperature. So like it would know the temperature outside. It would know how much you exercise because it would connect to your Fitbit or whatever. And then your coach could actually log into the app and see how much water you drank. Oh, okay. And it had an LED on it, so your coach could send you a message and flash the LED to tell you to drink water. That's fucking weird. It okay. was it was cool. bananas. Yeah. 
but it's one of the it's what it, funny enough it's one of the only actionable uh, f- fitness trackers that that you can use because great you know your heart rate but your hydration level is actually actionable and you can see that's how, true and right? you can see how it affects your performance right. the algorithm was written by like the guy who found a Gatorade oh shit yeah Gatorade yeah wow yeah, so it's like the scientists behind Gatorade helped write the algorithm on like how much water people should drink and everything else based off their activity level. And it was like they sold to some professional teams, some college teams like they, they had a pretty decent, pretty decent thing. How beautiful is it that you, your personal training also kind of segued into like your knowledge of shit like that? Too, yeah, right. right? <laughs> I feel like, all right. Continue. Personal training in Austin. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I get out of personal training, got into tech sales. And while I was at. Uh, the other company doing the field sales, working with these startups, I noticed that startups were, they, they were in a weird spot because if, if you start a company, money's always really tight. It doesn't matter how much you have, money's tight. And you're a startup, you're technically considered a startup until your product starts generating revenue, mm-hmm. right? So if you need to go to investors or if you don't sell enough product to make money, you're a startup. So these, so these startups were, if they needed an engineer, what they would do is they'd go on Craigslist and they'd pay some money to an engineer that wasn't very good because he was affordable. Right. But then you wasted how much money in raw materials, right? Yeah. Cause you, cause you, you having to go back and correct, you got to go back and fix it. And, and that's part of the process anyway. So you build, if you build a little Bluetooth water bottle lid that let's say is an inch board, you first build it on a footboard, right? So you got space and you can play with it. Then you shrink it down. Right. And then you build it again with the shape. And then you build it again in your form factor and you build it five or six times before you even release your first one. Right. Prototypes. Yeah. Prototype. Prototyping is so much more expensive in the hardware world because you have to actually buy things. Physical materials, construction of materials. Yeah. It's not some nerd in a basement pounding away on a keyboard. And and are they going to be successful? Right. Exactly. So, and then they would overcompensate and spend a ton of money and go to these big design houses that would charge a ton of money and still not give them exactly what they were looking for because they didn't have the money to, to complete the product. Is this the fucking fiver of, of fucking the tech world? <laughs> Dude, it was bananas. So what I started doing is I started connecting good engineers to these startups that were looking for side work. Right. So, for example, let's say I knew an engineer at National Instruments and he wanted to do some side work just mm-hmm. for something fun because engineers are weird like that. They like to work extra. Then I'd connect to the startup. And then just to bring value, I kind of started managing the timeline of the product. What kind of features go on the product? What's the cost of the product? How can we lower the raw material cost? Because of my experience in selling the raw materials, right? I started working the supply chain side and kind of naturally fell into product management I didn't even know product management was a thing. It was just something yeah, I was doing. It's it's crazy, man. I've, yeah. I've, again, we kind of discussed going down that road. And it's something that, again, relationship building, being able to manage people and attitudes and ideas and thoughts. And, like, it's complex, man. It is a character type of job. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I find out product man- management's a thing. I start looking for jobs to be a product manager, but... Like I said, I don't have a high school diploma. I don't have college. Don't have a whole lot of job experience. So I, me and a friend full-fledged started a company doing product management consulting for startups. And we, we helped six different startups. I didn't really make any money doing it. It was all for 
the future, right? Hmm. I knew that I needed to get to a certain point and I needed to develop certain skills. Some of them were, fa- I needed to learn f- from some failures. Right. right. I mean, everybody does. It's yeah. Kind of learning. I, I had some fails. I had some really good success. I had some good ideas, some bad ideas. Right. But, but I learned the job. Right. Then I got into full on product management, working for companies, got into chat bots, things like that. The thing is, is like, if, if you look at my background and when I'm talking to these companies, they see the personal training and they're like, well, how does that fit with product management? It actually fits better than anything that I've done so far because product management is about understanding your customer. The number one goal of product management is to build a good product for your customer. Hmm. You're the customer's voice with the company. If you go to a gym and you talk to somebody, what are you trying to do? Nine times out of 10, I want to lose weight. Most trainers stop right there and they build a workout plan for the person to lose weight. Person doesn't get to their goals and they leave unhappy. If you spend 20, 30, 45 minutes talking to somebody, you know what questions to ask. Right. You get to, they don't want to lose weight. They have a five-year-old kid at home that they can't keep up with. Yeah. They're winded. They have a bad knee. Yes. They have this. Yes. They have that. Then you build the workout program around that. Yes. Losing the weight is subsequent. You're learning their habits, their behaviors. You're learning what they truly, who they truly are through these actual things, right? Because they're telling you. It's not this, this... They have an idea of wanting to lose weight, but they don't understand really like the, maybe not that they don't understand, but there's just, there's a something else that is needed to right. just be able to lose weight. There has to be that connection there. Yeah. Again, there's that emotional connection. Of, and, and, and they might not even know what that is. Exactly. Right. No. But it, but it's about understanding the, the people puzzle, hmm. right? Like, what are you really trying to say? Reading between the lines. And even if I know it and they don't. Right. Being able to articulate that idea. The critical thinking side to it, right? Being able to, they're giving you just a bunch of puzzle pieces and you got to kind of put that puzzle together. Right. And it's just, okay, all right, here we go. Yep. This goes here, this goes there. And and when you get into products, it's about the layers. Like one of the, one of the famous case studies that we talk about, whether we go to schooling or whatever, like, uh, so if I were to ask you who is Netflix's biggest competitor, who do you think it is? Like, that's a legit question. Who do you think Netflix's biggest competitor is? Think about the landscape. Think about what's going on. This isn't rhetorical. It's not it's Netflix. Not, no, <laughs> I, no. I want to I hear, like, it, if somebody asked you who Netflix's biggest competitor was, who do you think it would be? Um, Probably YouTube. Not even close. Oh, okay. Sleep. Oh, I mean, that's kind of rhetorical. And be honest no, with you. <laughs> no, no, but that, but that's how they teach you to think okay, at right. product management school because they want, because yeah. the, the goal is to get people like to buy use time. your product. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey. And Netflix, if you look at the numbers, that's why Netflix and chill was so popular because you were chilling. That's all you exactly. did. Exactly. You just invited somebody over and spent all day binging. Binge watching has become a word, I'm sure, in some dictionary somewhere. Yeah. Right. Wow. Because, because, <laughs> because Netflix's market share Holy is shit. so big that they don't have any true competitors in terms of the streaming world. I didn't think this was going to turn into conspiracy theories, but it's, I want to let you know. It's, it's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, like no, it's, no. but, uh, cause I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I don't think people are smart enough to, to have conspiracies. Right. I think it takes too many people to do those, but Netflix, like Netflix's actual okay. product manager. Right. Has that listed as their biggest competitor is sleep. How do we keep people engaged with Netflix longer? Hmm. without them falling asleep on us, without them taking their eyeballs off the screen, right? One of Uber's goals, like one of the big things, and 
this will kind of segue into Reverend a little bit. The way I'm approaching Reverend is, is very much the same way that Uber approached how are we going to go live? Like part of a product manager's job is to establish goals, right? So, okay, we start this new company. Uber's like, well, if we don't get three people to use our app in a week, we're going to kill it. At the end of the first week, they had like 10. Perfect. Okay. At the end of the month, we need five new drivers to sign up. Mm -hmm. Boom. They hit those check marks. But talk to the Uber product manager when they launched and he was absolutely, yeah, if we would have had four drivers sign up, not five, we would have killed it. Right? It just wouldn't have happened. Mm. Right? Yeah. And it's coming, and it's identifying what Uber is actually going to be. What's the problem with taxis? How come people don't use taxis? What don't they like? And can Uber fill those holes? So that's that's kind of what I do with Reverent. Yeah, with, let's hear it. Okay, with so the chat bots, with, with everything that I build as a product manager, I, I kind of look at it and say, okay, this is where we're at. What holes do we need to fill? And and I and I bring out the the measures of success because I I'm not artistic at all. That's mm-hmm. Alex's job, right? He he can knock those out of the park. I yeah, not me. So Reverend Jiu Jitsu is yes. your is your Jiu Jitsu gear brand. I will call it a lifestyle brand, right? Because yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's geared a, towards Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. It's rash guards, training shorts, you know, let's, yeah. let's hear it. Give us your, give, since you're a salesman, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, is- yeah. So we're actually really close. I'm, I'm getting the paperwork together to file for a not-for-profit. Nice. Cool. Because we, so when I say we, first off, let's get this established, right? Don't want to upset anyone. Here we go. So it's Sean McNeil. Okay. Sean O'Neill. Sorry, Sean. Sean O'Neill. S-H-A-W-N. S-H-A-W-N. Okay. Uh, Alex Assad. Mm-hmm. And myself. Alex has been on the show several times. Shout yes. out Alex Assad. Yeah, uh, Alex, Alex. Member of Working big. Class Violence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alex is Alex is big in the jiu-jitsu community. For Fucking sure. huge, man. A huge yeah. competitor on a three-fight winning streak right now. Yeah. Uh, has like two, four. Has like five. He has two fights coming up, yeah, does he not? Yeah, yeah, he has Me, two fights coming up. Yep. So, and he'll be back in here shortly, I'm sure. Yep. Him, so, Sean, and myself are all on the Submission Hunter card up in uh, Colleen. Fuck Submission yeah. Hunter 61. Hell yeah. We're Submission all on the Hunter same 61. Card. We'll get that info f- too for the end for of sure. the show, and I'll make sure to share that. For sure. Cool. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're, we're borderline not for profit, not officially yet. Um, and, and Reverend, if you, if you look at the definition of, of Reverend, it's, it stands for a deep, solemn respect, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we all really want to want to bring to the table is the jujitsu in one way or another for at least the three of us. And I think we're speaking to the larger community is, has really touched and, and, and changed our lives in a big way. Right. Mm. So we really wanted to find a way to give back to the community. We're not black belts. We don't have the money to open up a school. Right. So we can't like, I mean, Alex teaches at Val, but like we don't have our own gym. Right. So we can't like do that. And yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's, I've, I've definitely had some ideas on things if, if it really takes off on some things that I'd like to do. Um, but COVID kind of hit. Yeah, man. Right. COVID hit, right. Had a lot of, had a lot of dead time where, where I was just sitting around like thinking, right. Um, some things happened in the Facebook, uh, the Austin Facebook jujitsu group where like some, some, some clubs, uh, weren't being completely uh, shit show. <laughs> yeah. Ha- ha- haven't really adhered to the uh, respecting the martial arts community kind of unwritten rule, right? Um so we so we were thinking like how can we kind of be the uh the anti aces, right? How how can we do that, right? 
So it's a beautiful goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so the ultimate goal and, and we're not there yet. Cause, cause, cause we do need money is we want to promote gyms, whether they buy a rash guard from us or not. Mm-hmm. Right. We know Austin has a lot of great schools, a lot of great black belts, a lot of great brown belts with schools for God's sakes. Right. Yeah. Um, places like fight factory, Val, Rudy Rex, right. Cooper's like all these great places that people have these great experiences with that maybe don't do a lot of the marketing that some of these McDojos do, right? <sighs> McDojos. Right? So, McDojos are real. So so we want to give gyms a platform, right? Very cool. The other thing we want to do is we want to sponsor athletes, but not just like the the Tackets of the world or the mm-hmm. Cody Steels. Those guys are going to get sponsors. Mm-hmm. They're, they're amazing competitors, right? Mm-hmm. We want to sponsor that blue belt that maybe lives in a bad part of town, that wants to go to, you know, some IBJJF tournament, but can't afford the crazy fees. Have you, right? you know, Justin, I'm sure from fight back, correct? Justin McClenning McKinley. Oh, I, Sean and Alex have a relationship with him. I yeah. don't. Okay. Right. I'm right. kind of all over the place. So like the people that I know in the jujitsu community with, mm-hmm. like I really know. Right. But my net isn't quite as wide. Okay. As some of the people, I'm right? sure it will be. You know, being involved with Alex and Sean. And, yeah, you know, and, uh, I hope so. I know, yeah, I know their hoping. roots are pretty deep. I mean, yeah, man, I, I feel like it is. You know, I, I, uh, me and Alex went in together, to be honest, and and we started training again because we used to train back where we used to live. You know, yeah. Uh, he, he was in Wisconsin. <clears throat> I was in California and we started training again together and it's, you quickly, you know, become friends with a lot of people. You quickly go to open, you know, as as long as you're into it. Right. I I think that you're, you know, eventually, especially with Reverend man, it's, it's become a staple at least within, you know, the schools that you've mentioned and, you know, some others for sure. You know, everybody I've got, everybody's got it, you know, everybody's taken on to it. It's a fucking great product, man, because it's new and it's exciting. And of course, Alex is a great artist. The the message is great, you know, and I think a lot of people kind of turn to it as, you know, something new and something fresh. And, you know, even though you brought up COVID, you guys have been bumping out design after the design. Yeah. They're all great shit. You're improving, you know, each and every product because you're getting feedback and you're listening to it. So, yeah, dude, it's no wonder that, that people have been able to jump on it like that. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and we're really excited about So I'm starting to break down the designs. We're, we're kind of starting to break them down into two different categories. So we're going to have like the, I'm still thinking of a, a catchy name, but for now it's like the artisan collection, right? Where mm-hmm. we have like Alex really gets in and like really puts his heart in his designs, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember one time we were talking when we first started and I was throwing out design ideas like, oh, we should do this and we should do that. And he's like, bro, hold on. He's like, I want to do this because I do tattoos for a living and I'm constantly doing other people's artwork. He's like, I'm doing it, but it's other people's artwork. He goes, I want this to be, cause I, he's like, I want this to be like my designs. I want to, I want to put my artwork out on something and I want it to be mine. I was like, bro, I get that because I have the artistic talent of a gnat, <laughs> right? Like literally like I'm like, and, and once he said that, I kind of looked at like the ideas and I was like, you're right. Why should I make him waste his time on these less than ideal designs? Yeah when he's got these great designs mm-hmm. already in his head that he just needs to get on paper. Mm-hmm. So kind of from that point on, I kind of just like cut Alex go, boom, what do you got? Come loose. Yeah, and and he'll, 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 he'll send me some designs and I'll give my input. Like I'd be like, Oh, well maybe try this color. Maybe do that. Maybe do this. But ultimately he has, he has final design say in the designs. And, and I got to say they, they look amazing. They're different than 
anything. Any any rash guard that I've seen. They're they but they're also they have the qualities that people want. The flashy yeah. designs. Yeah. You know, you guys have the cool name. Yeah. You know, it's you guys all do jujitsu. It's not some weird right. just somebody trying to ride the lifestyle because it's big and UFC's right. the shit. And, you know, it's yeah, legitimate yeah. jujitsu practitioners sitting yeah. here. You know, contributing to the community, contributing to the athletes. The reason I brought up Fight Back was because they sponsor the show and they the exact same message. Yeah. Man, he's you know he sponsors me, he sponsors I think Alex, they sponsor Alex, Sean. Yeah, they sponsor, yeah, they sponsor Alex, Alex yeah. of course. Yeah, Team yeah, Fight Back. Sure. That's like we hashtag it in a lot of our posts, and you know that's uh, the fitness company that actually sponsors the shows the exact same way. They actually reached out to me because of the podcast, and they're like, "Hey, it's you know we're trying to look for people that are interested not just in the fitness aspect of fitness." And they 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 mentioned the jujitsu thing, but they were also very like, hey, you you got you have uh, fitness as like a core value of your podcast, and that's why we think that it would fit. And right. I'm nothing special by any means, right? And I think it is in the day and age of social media, we talk about the hustle, and everybody has right. this thing that they're trying to achieve, and is it really what they want to achieve, or is it what they're fed and what they're kind of being influenced by what they're seeing right. on the on the platforms that we have, and ultimately it might take a little bit of it might take a little a, a bridge to to bring the perks that you know actual athletes or artists have to the people that are really out there trying or that are really out there you know just putting their toes in the water and trying things out but are passionate about it you know and like why wouldn't you want to go to the new jiu-jitsu practitioner that's right. you know fucking super into buying rash guard I remember when I first started dude I bought like, every short I saw I was like right? these shorts yeah, are dope exactly. this rash guard's dope I'm buying this I'm buying this of course man that's who you want to pick up too but you yeah. also want to pick up the people that are like that have that trust and that's who you listen to right they right. they have their trusted products the ones that they're going to go to the yep. ones that are staples you know we all know the brands that fucking yeah, yeah. like to float to the top for a bit but then right, they right. just end up sinking and the ones the the uh, you know the fucking venom they just picked up the ufc contract that's fucking crazy yeah, that that's you, banana. Yeah, that's crazy. venom picked it up over yeah. reebok like that's yeah. the one that really sticks out to me because it's like Wow. Okay. Because you still see them on LFA, you still see them on the Bellator, you see them on all these other, you know, smaller promotions, and now you're getting them as the exclusive apparel sponsor for UFC, and it's just like that's crazy. You have these also cult followings. Nawaza is another one, right? He was out right. here for a bit, and that that's kind of launched off into its own thing. But that's another apparel that started. He was literally selling that at gyms. He trained with me for a while in California, out of his trunk. He right. was selling his apparel out of his trunk you know coming up with badass designs they were retro people were into him he was right. hitting the pop culture trends he was fucking coming up with cool rad ideas and it fucking blew up right. you know that's rare now when with quality everybody has right. a brand and everybody has something that's gonna appeal to some crowd and some demographic right. but the quality and the actual legit you know the the content that's in it is what's right. going to make the brand stand out, not these other like secondhand brands. Yeah, and and I think that's one thing that's that when I talk to Alex and Sean when they're talking to people about our rash guard or if they go in and talk to a gym, I think not that we not that we don't have good quality, right? Like we do have good quality. We got good quality stuff, and and it's durable. Like I've rolled in nothing but our stuff since we started, right? And it's it's good right no no tears nothing like that but like i i don't want to be the company that sells on our quality right i think our message far far outweighs what the rash guards made of i think with the right message our rash guards could be made out of paper and we should be able to sell them mm -hmm. right because if you really back why you do something and you really believe why you do something 
and you can convey that passion to other people who have a similar passion of course they're going to buy it just because they know that like they're helping jimmy joe bob down the street you know with his rent like Mm -hmm. his gym rent or helping this guy get to his tournament or or whatever it is right because somewhere in their life somebody in jiu-jitsu helped them Somebody there is that 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 right. army person that was able to spell right. out so, how boot camp Somebody was. helped them, right? Beautiful so, message, man. Yeah. So the the rash guards made out of paper would be horrible. Be Let me know that right now. Please I, don't do that. I, if don't, I'm giving you any <laughs> advice, do not make them out of paper. No, no. Yeah. But no, we, beautiful sorry. message. You're fine. Uh, not used you, to these microphone things. I just no. You're good. Knocked it off the table. You're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're you're maybe swindle it a little bit more towards. You? Maybe, yeah, it does that. There we go. Yep, are we good? good? Cool. Okay. Um, I mean, is there anything about Reverent that you think hasn't accomplished the goals that you've set out so far? Is there anything that, because man, again, I don't know what else I can say that's just gonna, I'm just gonna start blowing smoke up your ass at this point yeah, yeah. because hey, I'm hyped on it, man. Feel free, blow away. No, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I mean, God, I think Reverend's doing great, man. Like, we. We, we do we kind of have that that kind of underground following we have that swell we got a bunch of followers on facebook now and instagram right like mm-hmm. the the one thing that's that plagues every startup and 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 i'm definitely the pessimist of the three of us right because of what you I've have s- to be in the sales when, world, when right? i when i've seen what from what i've seen the startups that have great products that just fall apart right mm-hmm. that don't make it because of bad management or bad goals or unrealistic you prepare for right? the nose right you prepare yeah. for the, the disappointment because that's the only way you're going to get that tough skin to be that resilient and yeah. to be you know the like to not just give up because people will give up at a no people will give up at a failure you yeah. know and we see that a lot jiu-jitsu is a prime example of yeah. that how many people start and don't go back how many people right. <laughs> how many people get that blue belt and you there's more white see them. yes there's more white belts than any you know like <laughs> it's so beautiful because everybody's like had you know their experience and that's a true test and it, I don't hate to make you sound like such a salesperson, but dude, that's a, such a core thing to it yeah. is, is being able to trust your, your, again, your ethics, your morals, your, you're not in it for anything other than providing that value, yeah. you know, and this is not a sales podcast, but yeah. fucking right yeah. up my alley. For sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> I yeah. Hate combining the two, but I, I love talking about reverent and, and I, and, and I don't even like saying I, I sell reverent, right. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't, I don't want to sell reverent, right. I, I want you to come into the reverent cult because you want to right I, I i don't i don't want to have to convince somebody to come in and and buy buy a rash guard and be part of this right I, I want people who's walking around wearing our brand to believe in the same values and morals that that we do when it comes to what we're trying to accomplish and the pessi- pessimistic side of me since we're talking about improvement mm-hmm. everything that we have sold and and we've done quite quite a bit of business for the little bit of, for the little time that we've been in and, and we're really starting to make some headway in gyms and and some of this may be just the nature of how wide Alex and Sean's nets are but we haven't had a sale on somebody who doesn't know one of us yet right mm. and eventually in business the friends and family well is going to dry up because I mean realistically how many reverent rash guards is brian kern gonna own right right i mean so from a business standpoint and and that being kind of my purview that's my one like the one thing that's really stopping me from jumping for joy and saying 
this this is amazing because I, I believe in the message. I can I believe it it can happen, but I've also seen business owners believe so much that they put themselves into a hole. Yeah. You know, what or I they mean? trust that too much, but there's a missing piece. There's something that's not clicking. Yeah, there's a term I'm sure for it, but there is that 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 network that the people involved in a new business or startup are going to have that they're going to rely on, right? Yeah. But that's a whole nother. It's a whole nother ball game again once you yeah. span out of that, right? Yeah. Like once you start trying to get to the people that aren't the friends and family, aren't the the close connections. They are. They're going to be honest with you. They're right. going to be like, hey, man, nah, this shit sucks. Sorry. Right. I don't know. Once, I've, I've got no attachment to you, so I don't care if I hurt your feelings right. or whatever. This shit costs way too much, and it sucked. Take it back or whatever. Once somebody from Podunk, Iowa, buys a Reverend Rash Guard and leaves a review, yep. I'll be like, we're legit, boys. It's a trip, dude. It's a trip. <laughs> right now, we're just a bunch of guys with a good message. Right? Man, that's such that's, a powerful That's kind of how I see it. Such a, and another thing is you're, you guys are all very, at least you and Alex, because I know Alex personally, it's so driven, uh, motivated, good people. Uh, you guys are, at least in my eyes, examples of what you're trying to represent. You know, Alex and span of three four years has fucking grown immensely in jiu-jitsu that's all he does that's crazy you at 39 and being involved in all the shit that you've been involved in man i know several 39 year olds (laughs) that are so content with just fucking going home every day fucking sitting on their ass not doing shit hanging out with the kids for a little bit whatever it may be you're you fucking got kids you fucking help startups get connected with fucking engineers and actual professionals you're starting a fucking jujitsu brand and you go out and fucking choke people all the time man (laughs) like this is something that is is you you're brilliant examples of it and there's again there's no fake tune horns over here but there's no fake image behind it it's a true message it's an honest message and you know if i'm able to help fucking wave that flag for you man let me do it because i I think it's something that you know people out here in the jiu-jitsu community especially in austin it's growing you know we have big gyms out here right we have a gracie bob we have a fucking 10th planet we have a fight factory we have uh you know or well i mean they're part of checkmate right but we have an extension of that uh atos is out here we you know we do have the mcdojos that are trying to (laughs) there's a community out here that i think has ebbed and flowed it's ebbed and flowed at least in the six years i've been out here and it's had its times where people are really tight knit and really close and you know i i look at fight back i look at other companies that have really reached out to the people that are the life force of it and those are the ones that do have the nine to fives that aren't you know they're not here for any other particular reason other than it values their life or it it benefits their life to a degree right? right and that's why we are passionate about it that's why we strive to go as many times as we do and that's why we it consumes other aspects of our life because of the value it has in it and the benefit it gives us and it's not jujitsu for everybody but you know it it, at least the message behind reverend may be able to help people you know find that find out what that is for them whether it be art uh, you know whatever it is yeah i mean like i mean if you think about it like if we can get to like if we can pay for one or two white belts entries into like a grappling industries <laughs> what that could do in terms of keeping two of those three guys or girls or whoever in jujitsu longer motivated right interested they they, they fall in love with it because i like jujitsu jujitsu was cool right then i did a competition i'm like oh 
the support. I got I got destroyed. Don't get me wrong. I didn't do well in my first competition. Oh, stop. You no, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the Stranger thing. I, I did a tournament. I did like an on-it tournament, right? Oh, After okay. only training like four months. Uh, last right. year? Uh, in like 2000? Yeah, 2019. It, no, before that. 18. Oh, 18? 18. Oh, dang. Yeah. You just started. Then. I just this started. This is legit two, three I, years ago. I literally just started. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, like four months into my jiu-jitsu journey. I was like, I'm going to do a tournament. Get it. Right? Get it. I, I had some things that were working, and I was like, I, I, I tapped a couple blue belts. I thought I was this Billy Badass, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, bro. You could be, dude. You never right? know. You I are fig- a badass, I figured don't, I'm, don't. I figure I'm, a, I'm an athletic 30-year-old. Let's do let's let's do an over-30 tournament. Well, let's see what happens, well, right? 35, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 38 hey, at the I, time, 37. I, I just turned 33, so I know every 30-year counts, dude. Every, <laughs> I, at 33. Uh, 33. Let's be Yeah. So, uh... But yeah, but like, I know that like that competition, like mentally helped me. And, and I, every time I compete, win, lose or draw, I see this hockey stick jump in my performance in the gym. Hmm. Right. Hockey like, stick jump, I like that. You, it's an angle. You get, you, you. you get a little better, you get a little better. Then you compete. Boom. You shoot up the next time you're in the gym. Yeah. All right. We're good. There we go. And then yeah, it just New seems equipment like equipment time. Every every time every time that I compete, that happens, right? So like yeah, if I can, if that joke that we were just talking about about blue belts leaving and white belts leaving, if you know if we can pay for one or two competitions for these guys and they stay in, do you know what? They might never buy another rash guard from us again. Mm-hmm. But when they're a black belt, they're gonna remember that they didn't have to pay for the first tournament because of us. Yeah, right. That's the kind of effect we want to have on people. That's great, man. Right. And in your own story, you've had you had someone like that in your life, and that's I guess yeah, yeah. yeah man. So it's been good. It's awesome, man. Fuck, holy shit. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm telling you, I'm all over the place. So yeah. sorry if we're off. No, you're good, man. Off your uh, the, your schedule. You're fine. You're fine. So recently looking for a new career, right? Yep. Or a new career? What are you looking for exactly? What are same, you trying to do? Same career. You know, I, I I love product management. The great thing about product management is I can the skills translate to anything it can be a clothing store it could be hardware it could be software it could be a construction company anybody that has customers uses a product manager okay yeah obviously right because you want to understand what how are your customers reacting what's the cost of it what's your return on investment blah 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 blah, blah. so it doesn't matter you know i'm just i'm just looking for the i'm looking for the right fit right I, i really want to find a place that you know, really lets me be creative because some companies, so I worked in the startup world and I, lo- I worked at companies as large as Wells Fargo. Okay. what did you do at Wells Fargo? Uh, I was a product manager for the artificial intelligence, the chatbot stuff. Oh, okay. So we were building chatbots. Yeah. So it was fun and, and it was cutting ed- edge technology, right? So learned a lot. I worked at Wells Fargo a long, long time ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, oh, man. I like I the tech side. I don't know so much about the financial side. Uh, yeah, I was a banker. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was all right. I mean... Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody no. should know that. You guys don't know about that. Look up the yeah. fucking Wells Fargo scandal. Like yeah. the last three Dude, there, years. There's a, there's a so, f- there's so a TV show scandalous. on Netflix, Netflix about it. Yeah. B- uh, bad money. Bad money. Yeah. yeah. There's oh, an episode man. of bad money about it. It is so fucking horrendous. And yeah. I don't know. I can't. I, I only worked for them from like 2007 to 2009. So I can't say that I was, you know, a part of that because I didn't see anything too crazy, but it was so sales heavy. And for a bank, you know, that was my like real early on introduction into sales. And it's kind of ironic because it's not a sales job. It's finance. Like it's, you know, it's your banker, you're, you're a teller and 
you know, they were like, hey, if you can get people to open up accounts, you know, this you know, can make some extra money and this is how it is. And then eventually, like, they put me into the foreign currency side and I was doing, like, business accounts. Yeah. And so I was the teller that took in, like, the big bags of shit and, like, you know, all the change orders and all yeah. that. And then it, like, really hit that, oh, man, this is a fucking sales job. This yeah. is weird. They wanted me to, like, open up accounts and try to get people to – and to me, being 20 – 20 21 maybe you know and like getting money working at having a stable job having this shit that a lot of 20 year olds at the time didn't probably weren't into or you know didn't have i'm like okay i'm trying to save money <laughs> i'm trying right? to like you know <laughs> what this is so weird but then yeah. they were gonna pay me to like try to get people to do shit so i was like okay this is cool i guess yeah, right <laughs> it's such a weird world and then now they're like which is crazy is they're still allowed to handle people's money, which is bonkers. Cause oh, they're, they're so big. But, but here's the thing. I, I actually, my time at Wells Fargo, like, because I was on the technology side, we, we were kind of shielded from that. Like, I imagine. We, we had a totally different leadership structure. We, we didn't yeah. have yeah, the same people. The two. So, like, my time at Wells Fargo was actually amazing. Like, it, it, was, it was really good. Like, I, I, I wish it didn't end the way that it did. Um, but... But yeah, I loved Wells Fargo. The team was great. The leadership was great. Their their vision for the technology was was great, and I learned a lot from them. Um, but comparing the the startup world versus like those large enterprise companies, like the large enterprise company is great because it's solid. They can usually pay a little bit more, or whatever. But as a product manager, like my goal is to really impact the customer, right? So I want to, if I make a decision, I want to, I want to make change right away not eight months from now when the technology is outdated because it's got to go through so many checks and balances before it gets approved i mean isn't that the biggest struggle in like the tech world anyways is being innovative or being ahead of the curve because there's just so much tech and so quick and that's why you see new cameras and like, we've already got foldable phones we already know that that should exist it's just a matter of finding the market and the people that want to get yeah. into it and like the people that are gonna find it uh worth their while to get every year especially at 1500 hundred dollar price tags and yeah you know, and this, the tech world takes the such a big chunk of the startup world, doesn't it? I mean, I assume it does, right? Because, I, I mean, tech is yeah. such an industry that's that everything is techno technologically inclined to improve to a degree, right? You're not right. getting too much shit. I mean, I got a fucking Roomba, <laughs> right? What? Well, like, well, and well, and that's where, and that's, and that's a lot where, have, where the you, you're talking about in. smart bottle caps. And what the yeah. fuck do I need a smart bottle cap for? What does hey. that even mean, dude? dude? Dude, I worked on a. You were in a band, so you might like this. Like, there was even a company that I worked with a little bit that did a a music glove. It had a, a MIDI controller in the yeah. wrist. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> and like it had it had sensors on all the pressure points on your hand, uh. and you can like play the guitar, switch it to like a piano. And like their commercial was just like one one woman playing an entire song with one hand and she just layered it all over each other. Whatever happened to it? Uh money. Fuck. Money, that's man. So crazy, but it worked. It was pretty it dope. Worked. It was yeah. Wow. So here so here's the problem. Like a lot of times, dude, there's dude, I got so many like tech pitfall stories, and I think that's what kind Share of them. If you got some gives me that gives me the uh the hesitancy with like, if you have advice really for someone that's maybe looking to you know, uh do a startup or, or someone that's maybe struggling with a startup. Do you have like any advice that you have seen? Like, Hey, I know that this works because here's the example ABC. Well, so, so I can give a couple examples. Right. And, and I can, and I can point out where the failures are Okay, and, and I can advise like, don't be that guy. 
right taking a business turn people get ready yeah hold on buckle up here we go so we're gonna we're gonna start off with guns because guns are cool and we're in texas <laughs> and everybody likes guns just got my first one right so so I, I wasn't a product manager at this point right i was still in sales but they were a customer of mine there's a comp there was a company here in town called tracking point mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever heard of them mm-hmm. they had a scope that was based off the tracking system of jets you put it on your rifle so the story was the founder of Tracking Point was this mega rich guy who went on a safari in Africa and missed a shot. Oh. He was mad, right? Yeah, I bet he was. So they came up with this rifle system that guaranteed your hit, right? Guaranteed you'd always hit your target. So what would happen is you'd look through the scope and you'd have an X and a dot, right? And then there was a button next to the trigger. Once you found your target, you hit the button and pulled the trigger. The gun didn't fire, right? What happened was is the dot would follow your target and the crosshairs would move. And then at that point, it'd be like a video game. And once you lined up the dot and the crosshairs, the gun would fire. Hit your target every time. What was it called? Tracking, tracking point. Tracking point. There's some really cool YouTube videos on tracking point. Okay. No, no longer around. No longer around. Okay. I'm writing this stuff down. Uh, I only had very limited scope yeah. usage, right? Yeah. Um, so... So Again, most scopes have one crosshair, right? Yeah, most scopes, it's it's like a binocular. You look through it and you see your target. Right. You manually adjust for windage, There may be right? a dot. There may be a, sco- a, there, a there, cross. There might be a crosshair or something, right? right? But it's yeah. just glass. Correct. Yes. Right. And then Magnified you adjust it. for distance and windage and everything else. And it's up, Angle, to, you, and right. it's up to you to take the shot, yeah. right? Bernoulli's principle, curvature of the earth, all that stuff, right? This told you this is the time to take the shot right now. This gave you an indicator that No, said, it took hey, the shot for you. You didn't pull the trigger a second time. You no, pulled the you, trigger, it lined up, shot fired. So, yeah, so let's say I want to shoot a squirrel walking down the street. I'd look through it. My dot and crosshair, right, would be following the squirrel. I'd push the button and pull the trigger. I'd hold the trigger down, right? The scope would do all the adjustments for me and change my view. And then, like, as I move in the scope because of the squirrel's moving... I would search for that dot and there was, it looked like a video game. There was like a little arrow to tell me where the dot was. So I'd move my scope. And then as soon as the dot got into the middle of the crosshair, the gun would fire because I'm holding the trigger down. Oh, the firing pin was just released. Like the firing pin was just blocked. That to me is like malfunction ready in my head. It was actually, dude, it was super accurate. Never missed. They put it in. Never missed. Never missed. What? They're like, dude, look it up on YouTube. There's a 12 year old girl hitting up a a Sprite bottle filled with gunpowder. Tracking point. People look it up. I'm going to look it up for sure. I don't, we're not like at like half a mile away, a 12 year old girl. There's a guy with like a tracking point module in his classes and he's shooting behind his back hitting at like 800 yards. It's, it's bananas, right? It, it was literally the coolest technology, right? Wow. Absolutely should have been successful. Wasn't because? Business plan was all messed up. One, it was way expensive, right? It's kind of like a Ferrari. Once you buy a Ferrari, are you really going to go buy another one? Right, Dan. I mean, Bill- this thing is uh, every, every single shot you're hitting. You're when I'm, shit blinded, eight hundred. Would you spend way. twenty thousand dollars on a rifle, though? Uh, I mean, I'm very new into guns. I'm definitely looking to spend some money on a gun. Yeah, I, yeah. I, but, I am looking to put some money down. On a but gun. how many? Not twenty thousand dollars. Right. Absolutely not. No. Dan no. Bilzerian has one. Yeah, I doubt. Just put I it would. that way. Dan Bilzerian has one. Yeah. Right. Um, so the business model was wrong. Like they they tried to go the cus- the consumer route first. Right. Correct. Not really going to work. 
beautiful for military though you think uh, for like the problem defense? was the battery no the, it, it it was so oh, okay. consumer friendly that like you couldn't give it to a sniper because the battery packs for the if a sniper had to sit out there for three days With a battery pack yeah you're right right you need a whole backpack full of batteries well i mean okay i don't know you're good yeah, right? i don't want to take you off i'm yeah, just yeah. thinking like if you're you know hey i need to make these shots boom i'm gonna connect this in for the next hour you know, like I don't know. I'm trying, but but, I'm but then you need to write like if but, but if you but that if you think about like a sniper, they have to go out and they have they have to have their food, they have to have their water, they have yeah. to have their no, ghillie suit. Right? Yeah. yeah, I get it. So so like the battery packs were already kind of big, right, right? Right. The other thing is, is they spent so much money in R and D, they had a good product and they kept improving it with no competitors. So they took billions of dollars of R&D billions no okay that was probably hyperbole let's let's say millions right okay. it wasn't billions billions would be a lot of money and they'd hey, probably still we, be here if they had there billions. are startup startups that are successful to get by on like thousands you know yeah, like hundreds exactly. of thousands so millions so, is a good chunk of money to have so it's just understand but but understanding your competitive landscape right knowing that if you don't have a competitor you're you're if, if I ha- if you're happy with your product and you have a good product and it does what you say it's going to do Use some money for marketing, going out, getting contracts, you know, improve some small things like make the battery smaller, make it more weatherproof, make it waterproof, things like that. So it is more apt for military use. Right. Um, so so like I, I I wasn't in their board meetings. I wasn't part of the company. This is just a thought. So if anybody's working a tracking point, please don't please don't take my word and say that I was there. Cause I'm not saying I was, but like from an outsider standpoint, if I was a product manager looking at it, that's how I would see it. Like it was not the best run company. I mean, and that's in terms of where they spent their money because they didn't, they didn't have the right thought processes of what was important to them and how they were going to get there. They didn't follow their goals, right? They, or they didn't have the right goals. I should say, I don't know if they followed them or not. They might not have had the right goals. Which is what a project manager is supposed to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Highlight those. All right. What's well, another one? That's a fucking great one, man. I'm gonna look yeah. that up because I, I. Are you into guns? Are you? Uh, I was once I got out of the military. I was like, man, I shot enough guns. I'm good. Do you have any? Are you? No, I'm not opposed to them. I just. Yeah. So my first one. So I'm on the I'm on the sauce, right? No. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm drinking the out. juice. I mean, it's uh, just one, right? Uh, no. It's. I was like, hey, defense for sure. Get get uh, my fiance using it just so she's you know, feeling protected or whatever. And just so we have kind of that security. Um, I definitely am like into the guns, into, into learning about them. I shot an AR for the first time, like about a month and a half ago, two months ago. Uh, and my buddy had built it and it was fucking dope, dude. It was so dope. It was so cool. And like, he was just telling me how we went through, got the parts, just like the build. And I've never been into, you know, building shit like that, but I have like guitars, you know, I have been into some stuff. So yeah. I think it might just be like a thing I'm, I'm into and I'm riding on. It was definitely way too easy to get it. Yeah. You know, I've gone on yeah. record saying that a couple sure. times, way too fucking easy, but it's cool. It's chill. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm Practice a, responsibly. I'm a, I'm a second amendment guy. Yeah. I, I think people, all about it. I think people should have the right Let's to own go. guns. I'm an amendment guy. I like, I like them, but I don't, th- but where I differ from a lot of my friends is I don't think it should be easier to get a gun than a driver's license. Yeah. I, I was like legitimate I f- expecting to have to return to pick it up. And they're like, no, you're good to go with it. And yeah. I was like, okay, that was all of an hour. Yeah. You called some number. I don't know what number it was. You gave him 
Yep. Whatever information. My social was optional. Didn't even have to give you that. Yeah. And yeah. walking out with it. And if you wanted go. to give cool. me your gun, some of I your could. gun, yeah. you'd just be like, here you go. We just got to go hang out at like a gun show. And you just send a letter saying, it's not mine anymore. Yep. 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 At a gun show, people that fucking can, they can just do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think I think you're right. I think it's too easy, but yeah, I'm I'm all for guns. Um, Another project, one that's that was a fucking great one, definitely. Yeah, that, dude, that was a good one. I think that's like the kind of the best example. Um, I mean, Trago, the water bottle thing, I think was great. I think the challenge with Trago was the. I don't even think they were ahead of their time. I think the 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 hardware part of their technology couldn't keep up with the software and the idea the problem with the trago business was the the way that they measured the water mm-hmm. they had to get i don't believe they were custom but they were they were expensive sensors because everybody was kind of doing the straw everybody had that one that's like pops up yeah that one yeah so everybody kind of had a certain way to do it the thing about the trago one like it literally just looked like a water bottle lid and it fit on any wide mouth water Isn't bottle. Isn't Trago still like a company? I don't think so. No? I I, <sighs> I for sure have a Trago shaker somewhere in my house. T-R-A-G-O? Yeah, A-G-O. Yeah, yeah. Really? I'd I, like to see it because I wonder if it's the same company. Because this I go was look, like... Can I go yeah, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, yeah, No. Maybe maybe it's a good pause because I got a potty. You got a pee? Cool. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, since we're both walking off pause, we'll be back, folks. We have Adam hooking back up. I'm gonna grab another beer. Did you want another beer? Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Now that uh, I got room. All I have is a ball that was you put in the bottle to shake it up. Is that a Trago feature or no? No. Yeah, Trago's no longer. No, I just verified, yeah. Uh I'll try the other one. I'm I'm adventurous. I do not. That's one thing I don't do. Never smoke cigarettes. No. I've always been into sports. I've played soccer and jujitsu now. I was, so. I was talking. I was talking about marijuana, but <laughs> no, I definitely uh, don't do that now that I'm on the job search. Oh right, right. Dude, I just got back from California. Apologize. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but but even then, like, I'm I'm not a big fan of, of smoking. Edibles, on the other hand, I will. When, once I find a job and, yeah. I, and I know my role, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, but yeah, so so I think Trago, without going too much, because I don't want to get into. The, are we recording? Yeah, yeah, we're good. I don't want to get into their their IP, and I don't know what they might be trying to sell it or whatever. But the problem was their cost of goods was too expensive, mm-hmm. right? In order to make one water bottle, they had to sell two. Mm-hmm. It's just bad business, right? Or no, they had to sell two to make one, but over time, that's not sustainable. Right, you, you had it right. Yeah, yeah so okay, in order okay. To, yeah. In order to sell Sometimes my numbers two. get all yeah. flummoxed in my head. But um, but yeah, and, it, and it, the technology was amazing. Everybody loved it. The feedback was great. I mean, they got, they, they sold bottles to the Pacers, for God's sakes, right? They were making headway with colleges. But the, the, the problem was, it was just like, yeah, the, the sensors on the inside, because because they're why like why did we want to do this well we wanted to be able to put it on any water bottle lid we wanted, mm. we, you know what i mean like there was other ways to make cheaper water sensors but it would have had a straw and you would have had to use their bottle and it would have been this and, and there's certain restrictions and they didn't want that right hey 
so so yeah so i don't know man like it was it was one of those things where it's like ah, that that was such a bummer because it, it really was a great product i i had one of the water bottles and i loved it did you it was it, great. You, it still doesn't work right obviously no software updates it probably is out of out of yeah some uh, sort of code or some sort of like well, platform I, I was bad. I broke mine. I put mine, oh, I put mine in my gym bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the cap. It wasn't on the bottle. I tossed yeah. it in the gym bag so I could take it home and clean it. Yeah. And then I closed my car hatch. And it, oh, I, shit. And I smashed it. Oh, shit. You know, I always so. thought that that was like a struggle, too, with, with the tech side of startups is you have to be so, you know, unless you are an Apple or somebody that is able to carve out a niche within like a, a demo, you know, within the market, but also be able to sustain you know a product right like they invented the smartphone right Right. but it's still the iphone and they were able to like influence enough people and enough companies to want to go into that as their next venture and nowadays i feel like there's such saturation in so many different things and the companies that do get into the tech world they have to stay relevant with like software and like code writing and keeping just so relevant with devices that are being launched and and products that are coming out that are being integrated with the the internet and application systems and softwares and operating systems we're about to have a a a drop in from someone too so but anyways uh you know i i feel that that's always been something that has plagued a lot of startups because if you don't have that that up to speed speed to market approach on things you're going to struggle right and, and i think a lot of times though like uh, i think one of the big misconceptions is, is like if, if you're going to start a company you need to understand what you want to be i think the day you start you need to understand what your exit is mm-hmm. do you want to be nike or do you just want to get to a point where nike buys you right right and not have to mess not have to fuck with the dumb shit right right like if you get to a point where you're disruptive enough and like let's say reverend gets to a point where we built this great marketing campaign we have this following right we have this not-for-profit set up we have you know the whatever like our designs we have a, a mailing list right and let's say future comes up and was like we want to buy reverend mm-hmm it, it, do we want to sell the future right and take a role in their company do we want to sell and just be done with it and start something new mm-hmm. or do we say no we want to beat you right what what do we want to do right and and that and that's and that's kind of where like the the business side and maybe reverent was a bad bad example because it's clothing and clothing's a little different but like in the tech but it world, happens it happens you know yeah, especially in like sometimes yeah especially well, I mean, you, the thing I think is, more so now with how common it is for there to be a, a saturation in certain areas. Because I mean, I can name a couple of jujitsu brands without throwing anybody under the bus, but didn't Hypnotic get like bought out and like replaced? And there's been a bunch of different smaller brands have been brought out and replaced and and rebranded, or bigger companies just brought their catalog. Yeah, but and, that's not because of anything <laughs> that they did. Usually, a lot of times, and the the reason I said that that Reverent might have been a bad idea bad examples because a lot of times in clothing when when people make those buys they buy it to get rid of a competitor Uh, they're not trying to gain something in Mm -hmm. a startup for example like a trago um just because i can't think of any let's say stanley water bottle okay trago's got this technology and it's great and and they're really disruptive stanley's like ooh, we want that right then they buy trago to be part of stanley then all of a sudden it becomes 
Stanley by Trago by Stanley or just become Stanley and, and the guys who started Trago work for them and get the money or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you have to figure out what your exit is. Right. And so, that's you guys. Right. You guys would have to probably try to, you know, in the reverent situation or yeah. whoever it is, there's the the core values have to line up. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, the competitive approach to like, I want to be able to sustain and, and potentially be a bigger portion of the market is something right. that. Nowadays, is it harder to do that? You think with just again, there's. I feel like there's a saturation of so much. Just knock, not knockoffs. That's the wrong use of the word, but just B grade products. Right, and you then, and, but that's why. Like how like, many sparkling waters are trying to come up right now? You know, how right. many beers are Topo's awesome? got a fucking to, Topo's coming out with a spike seltzer. They just got bought by Coke, and that's like yeah. a prime example, right? They yeah, had exactly. this weird market of like cold. Yeah. Everybody loves fucking sparkling water, and then Coke yeah. bought them. Now they're in California. Now they're all over the fucking place, and yeah. now they're getting in the seltzer market, yeah. right? Because someone has to get into there, right. and like. How, but how many seltzer brands have you tasted at a fucking music festival, you know, over the last four or five years right. that have and, just and, been like, oh, God. And and that's why, like, when, when I talk to Sean and I talk to Alex, when we're talking to these gyms, I don't, I don't ever say that, like, we have the best quality rash guard. Because, like, like I said, like, for us and Reverend specifically, and, and I think for most companies, Apple does this really well, right? Like, you don't necessarily sell the product, right? You sell, you sell the vision. You mm-hmm. sell who you are and you sell the message the convenience right. the benefit it's going to bring that's the, how you, that's how you kind of cut through the noise right um are that's you th- when you can start playing with like exclusivity and like apple did that apple did the whole hey we're going to give you the fucking newest phone yeah, and we're going to give I, you a I, nice I was, fancy I gonna, box i was going to bring that up yeah, yeah and yeah. we're going to give you hey did you know it took six months to design that box because we wanted to make you feel important when you yeah. opened it and we wanted to make sure that you were getting the best fucking thing and they just they massage you they make you feel fucking good they make you feel like you're buying something more than a product yeah you're buying into like you're, an you're idea part you're of yourself and you're part of something you're yeah. a part of it have you read tribe sebastian Unger? i know it's a fucking thing within the no but i was, I was gonna bring up um uh simon sinek yeah okay the yeah. why yeah yep yep your why he, he does mm-hmm. he does a perfect beautiful perfect speech with the the target and going from the why to the what versus the what to the why mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. if, and 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 when you say it everybody's like yeah of course but to actually do it is so hard. Yeah, because that's challenging your perceptions of what you were going to do, right? Like, it's so easy to be like, our rash guards are comfortable. Yeah. They're great They're quality. Cool. They got a great design. Yeah, that's that's all that's all well and good, and it's all true. Yeah. But, but the fact is, what makes us different than everybody else is, is, is what we're about, what we're trying to achieve. Other companies do 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 that. Like Phalanx, every once in a while, like they run they run stuff where they give back to the community. And and I uh, think not that for a while they had that pole position or the podium position thing where if you were wearing one of their rash guards, Alex got it a couple times. I think he got Alex actually got hooked up pretty fat because he won. I want to say yeah. Naga or Tap Out Cancer or something, and he fucking. Uh, was wearing just like their rash guard and they sent him a bag and a fucking yeah. some shorts and they hooked him up and that was something that they did like if you fucking were just yeah. on the podium first place second or third and you were wearing their shit they gave you a little like gift pack and yeah. you know represented a little bit which yeah is cool. and, who does that who who does that consistently and will do that on the basis where you are getting hypnotic had good stuff they had fucking yeah, they their had bags stuff. were dope their bags yeah. were hundred dollar well, bags I mean, they, I mean they had Gordon Ryan on the roster yeah, for a while I mean yeah, you can't they had notable people you can't you 
you can't have somebody like Gordon Ryan on your roster and be like have crap stuff, right? right. Like, and that's the thing, and I think that's another reason why I don't want to like come out and talk about how amazing our stuff is, right? Like, like I, I know it is, but like, like let's be honest, like if you laid out a future hypnotic, a reverent, and a rash guard from BJJ Superstore or whatever it's called nowadays you probably wouldn't notice that big of a difference. Mm. There, there, there'll be some, right? And we eventually want to get to that point. If we can get to the point where we can fulfill our mission and have an industrial designer come in and do a custom woven blend for us, and yeah, we want to get there. The, do you guys have any visions of doing geese? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We're actually, we've, we've been- Sign in, me up. We we actually have a, I forgot your patch. I was gonna, like the little patch that's on your hat. Yeah, I, I was. I have a patch that if you wanted to put one like oh, on a backpack or yes, something, dude. we have Hell some. Yeah. I have some loose patches. I was gonna bring Thanks. one. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, like so, we want to do a gi patch. And and the thing is, is like if you look at, and this is, we just talked about this. Alex needs to sign off on it, and, and we don't have any hard designs now. But like the like the Reverend is very like blocked and very hard and kind of like in your face and sharp letters, right? Mm-hmm. We want the gi to be like cursive letters gentle right very classic okay right very like kind of high end feel yeah. we want to do like the the un- classy you we want to do the classy. like the unbleached white with like maybe some right. gold thread right you yeah know, fucking some colored thread add a little pizzazz yeah just a little bit right and and i think one of the, one of the things we're going to start doing um now that we're we're starting to make some headway and starting to get some sales we're going to get like this is totally vain but to help kind of get the message across, uh-huh. we're going to do like, um, like a dictionary style, like reverent, like the, the definition, like on the inside of the gi, where the, where the tag should be on your rash guard, dude. Right. Fuck. So like the phonetic spelling of reverent, uh, noun, right. Yeah, or whatever. The and then all the definitions, the syllable the different, se- yep. separation, uh, all of that <clears throat> remind me. I don't know if it's fucking clean or not because I'm pretty sure I wore it like yesterday or the day before and I have loads of laundry over there. But I have a shirt from this. Um, it's called Zero Friends and they're an yep. illustration company that works with a bunch of comics out in Southern California. And uh, I've actually had people stop me and go, oh, hey, Zero Friends. Like they're, it's kind of weird, kind of trippy, but they're oh. really in like the Comic Con scene and shit like that. And they have a shirt. It's got this fucking sick graphic on the front and then you pull up this portion of it and it's got like a poem. Yeah. And the dude on the front's getting his neck slit and it's like black and white and you like it's just color and like monsters coming out of his neck and then the poem is like oh he as he grabbed my neck and freed me from oh, my cage gotcha. and it's yeah. just like super deep but it's on the inside print and you just fucking pop it up it looks yeah. super dope. But it's it's an extra. It's a fucking it's a little yeah. Oh man, the uh, artists used to do that in like CD cases. There'd be like little, you know, yep. Easter eggs or fucking Easter eggs in DVDs and shit. Yep. Like there's something just Tool was big on that. Yeah, people appreciate yeah. that. People yeah. there's something that just, you know, I don't know what it is. It makes about, it look less generic. That's what it is, right? It, you it looks figured generic. something out. You you got something that not everybody else got. You see you see the small, medium, large. Okay, everybody sees that, yeah. right? Yeah. But like you you got your rash on the inside there. It says it has the definition of what reverend is. Yeah. I might even do like I've even toyed with get the real idea creative, dude. Hell yeah. of like the mission statement. Fuck yes, dude. Right? Hell yes. Having like the people that we sponsor. Like if I if I pay for somebody's grappling industry, give me a bio about hey, yourself. Bro. We know and you people... put that on the inside of the rash guard, so when you buy a rash guard, you know who that rash guard sponsored. <laughs> right? Just hey. little things like that to really like hammer home 
what we're trying to do right we have the uh we people iron sharpens iron right fucking <laughs> in it to win it uh we can do these but you know it might maybe you guys need to come up with something else man yeah. maybe you guys come up with your own mission statements that yeah. that, that that have the little one-liners that people are going to start popping off yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah man that's so exciting yeah you know and so that's something great. i know you said that you have the art artistic talent of a gnat which is pretty funny <laughs> uh do you feel that you i mean you you do definitely seem artistic in the way that you have these ideas, man. You 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 definitely have a a vision of sorts. Yeah. I don't necessarily know what kind of vision if it's artistic or just very constructural and like you're 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 following uh, a method or a formula that you know works or what it is. But you definitely seem creative. At least you seem like you're yeah yeah you again a spark like, about you. God, I feel like I, I feel like I keep going back to uh, the product management thing, but like so much of my job is coming up with ideas right and, and how are we gonna do this how are we gonna do that and then sending an engineer to go do it mm-hmm. right and i think alex and i and sean like we're at a point now where we've collaborated enough together where i can be like i'm trying to get this feel and alex can go gotcha create an image Fucking to match so that smooth. feel right or sean can be like what if we do this Right. And even if we can't articulate what the owl is going to look like, what color it's going to be, but we can say that this is the feel, this is the thought that I want to provoke when I walk on the mat. Yes. And Alex can put that on paper and make it an image. Yeah. 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 Right. Like the, the neon logo one, like, cause we do have some artsy ones. But we do have some graphic designing ones cause you need to kind of get a broader audience, right? Not everything can be this real custom design right. that won't work. But we have this neon sign rash guard. And, and when Alex and I were talking about it, he, he kind of came. I, I saw something. I was like, very like, I was like, think Saved by the Bell, bro. Yeah, very Saved by the Bell. I was going to say Johnny Rockets. I don't know if you yeah, Johnny Rockets back in the day, but they have the cursive, you know, it looks like a cursive uh, uh, open sign or, or an LED sign that you would put in a window, right? Yeah, Johnny exactly. Rockets. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, think Saved by the Bell. Like, everything's so dark. Give, do something bright, dude pink flashy white right pop, pop, pop. You yeah know, and and dude he, he nailed it man yeah, he nailed he did. it yeah, right he did both designs because you have like yeah. a blue bluish one and then like a pink one too right or so, the logo's one way and then you have the rash guard that's like a so so we have so on on our retro what we're calling it that's something that i'm not good at is naming the rash guards so on the retro we have like the neon sign on the front the big one is pink uh-huh. and then on the back it's like a black neon oh okay. right yep. Um, we have like some baby blue shorts. We have those are fucking the basic black looking. shorts. The black yeah. ones with the webs okay. are dope. So I will say this: I came up with the baby blue shorts. Did you? Those were my design. They kind of like, look let's like do this, m- let's do that. Muay Thai for a second shorts, yeah. like because they're shiny. Yeah, you know. And they well, they're shorter, and and actually, if you get so we have two different cuts, right? Because myself and Alex and Sean, we really like the kind of competition, kind of shorter, kind of yep. tighter. Yep. I did too. Shorts, right? Um, but our first cut, they were a little, they were a little longer and, and they're kind of a little flowy in the legs, mm-hmm. but, but people really responded to them. Yeah. So yeah. we call those like our comfort cut and those very much fit. I like saw the, that you added the competition cut too. I saw that you did yeah, that. So, so, so the comfort cut very much fits more like a, I wear my comfort cut shorts to the gym. Right. Yeah. Right. I would, I don't really wear them to roll, but right. like I, I wear them to the gym. People wear them as Muay Thai shorts. Right. Because they have like 
the, the mesh on the inseam. We put like a rash guard panel on the side panel. So it's stretchy. Cool. And then we kind of shrunk them down and we made like the competition cut. So it's a little shorter, more nice. mobility, yeah. right? You don't feel like anything's going to fall out while you're rolling. Right. It's, cool. And, and they look fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they do. They look really good on camera, right? Yeah. Like they, they look, they look really good. The when blue ones when look phenomenal too. The web they, ones. They just pop. Yeah. Dude. Fucking great. Yeah. So it's, so, so it's fun. So, so yeah, so we got, so we got a lot of good stuff. Um, the problem is, is now we're all going to be fighting over what we're going to wear. Yeah. Cause for the first time, uh, on 1120, all of us are going to be on the same card. Oh shit. So, yeah, so we got to make sure we're not sure. wearing don't the same. Tacky. <laughs> yeah. For we don't sure want to wear the match. same rash guards. Uh, I saw that sure you guys had a booth too at the most recent tournament, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, we did. What happened? No, what? What? Uh, dude, it was such a bummer, man. Like it was, we were all, we were all super excited about it. Yeah. Right. It was my first, like. So, so I, so I had, that, I had that fight against Stringer, which was great, if, but it felt like a tournament, right? Because of the way the, the, the promotion held it. Like it was a great promotion. I have nothing bad to say about him, but like, it was just a big mat rolled out in a basketball gym. That was sub FC. Sub FC. Yeah. 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 So it was great. Joseph Cantu, great promotion, right? Like it was fun and it, and it was a great experience, but it felt like a tournament to me. Right. Yeah. It didn't feel like a pro fight. Yeah, and right. to to differentiate the two with the pro fights, there's like a commentary. There's one match at a time, an audience. You get the lights, the stage, walkout song. A, right. Yeah, you're 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 you're. I I don't. Yeah, I didn't want to fucking make it seem like too elaborate, but it is. You do. You it's get the yeah. you get the star treatment for sure. Whereas the other tournament you're talking about, there was three or four matches going on at a time. It wasn't yeah. tournament style where it was all over the place and people right. weren't really paying attention. There was definitely a focal on like, hey, right. these four matches. You kind of got to watch them all. But yeah, there's just different feel to them. The pro fights, though, you know, they. This is my business aspect coming into play, right? Yeah. It getting saturated, you know. You yeah. got to, and like, that's how kind of like, sub FC was kind of positioned. They were called super fights. Yeah. But they weren't like pro. You know, the yeah. stage wasn't a pro style esque stage. Right. It wasn't a promotion that was kind of displayed that way. Right. It's getting real thin. There's a lot of companies and a lot of promotions that are doing that, and I feel like they okay, all right. Who's gonna be, who's gonna be here in a, in a year or in right. two years, or who's gonna put this on right? I do believe Submission Hunter puts them on fucking very well. They do. I do believe they are probably they one do. of the best, and I know that they're primarily here in like the South and like Texas yeah. and this whole area. But I think if they, they do get a great job, I think if they get a couple more marquee names, yeah, like their women's club that's gonna be on UFC Fight Pass, it might even be tonight. I don't even know. Like um, they, they, I, no, it won't be tonight. It might be because they do their fights on Friday, but they have a women's only card coming up that's mm. on UFC Fight Pass, it, okay. and, and uh, Rachel Madoffy is the uh, the headliner. Dang, sub sub hundred does. Yeah, sub hundred pro. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, so so they got that one coming up. So th- like, yeah, they're they're getting on Fight Pass. So so they're starting wow. to come up a little bit. But like, your guys is going to be on Fight Pass? No, 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 no. It's just that one. I think it's because it was like the all the, all, the all women one, okay. right? Like. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, they're, they're starting to come up, dude. It, it, it was a great experience, right? The, the fight was amazing. Like it was great. Yeah. Right. I, I liked the, it was funny. Brandon was all like, get in your head, do this, but like, like trying to get me focused. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I jumped out of helicopters. Like <laughs> I am not stressed. <laughs> like it's just rolling with the dude for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I just like doing it. Right. It's you, fun. You were very, I know. I remember when you, you and Alex went at it and like, you were very relaxed. Alex was too. Uh, and you were very like 
cool and collected afterwards you're like hey man we're gonna go grab beers you wanna come you wanna come chill <laughs> and I was like no I, got, I think I was coming and doing a podcast actually yeah. I think it was actually with Justin from Fight Pack if I'm not mistaken cause he was at that other tournament there was two tournaments that day and he yeah, was at yeah. the other one um yeah, man. You know that's a that's another thing too. The people that are you're a competitor for sure. Like you you don't yeah. you don't you know you're in it. You've already done a couple competitions. You you're you're determined. You're you're at a stage where I think it's you're not just someone that's in here doing jujitsu, which is kind of nice, right? right? But as someone that is like obviously you're not on some crazy spectacular pro level, right? You're right. just yeah, yeah. dipping your toes in. You're barely getting yeah. at it. Uh, do you think that there's a what what keeps you motivated? What what is it that keeps you wanting to go back? Because it's not again. We can compare it to a beer league. I don't want to fucking diminish yeah. jujitsu in any way whatsoever. Right. But you know, they're your Gordon Ryan's. Yeah, they're you know, and the ones that are going to yeah, get the opportunity to be on the fight passes and the whatever yeah. have you, the EBIs, the right, big right. tournaments, the fight to wins. You know, the ones that do get the broadcast names. And there's going to be your local fucking right, 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 eight yeah. No, I get it. Trust me, I have no delusions of grandeur. Right, right? like like I. I'm not like, I'm a pro athlete. Like mm-hmm. I get it, bro. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm at. Right. Like when you roll with a 16 year old and he's like oh, God. rapping while he's beating your ass, you kind of, you're like, Oh, there's levels to this. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. That's a one. That's one. I, to this. I remember I was, uh, I was at, I was at fight factory. Uh, Talking about one of the tackets. Yeah. Shout out to whatever murderer <laughs> you want to bring up. <laughs> well, no, they it, both murderers. It was funny. I was at, uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon Gutierrez, the the owner of Fight Factory Round Rock, he he, he called me. He was like, "Hey, let's let's roll. We got some guys coming up." I was like, "All right, cool." He's like, "Yeah, it's a small group. It's like me and Cody and Andrew and William and a couple other guys." I was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it." And and I walk in. I'm rolling with Andrew, and he's like, "You want to roll, sir?" I'm like, "You don't have to call me sir. Shut that's the fuck cool. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to call me sir, but that's cool." Oh man. So we're rolling, and like literally, he's like, "Yeah, I got like like he's got me like in side control, and he's doing like he's like doing float body passes for like a minute." He's like, "Yeah, I got a weird style the way I like to roll." And I'm just like, Whatever, bro. <laughs> I can't breathe. You don't need to talk to me. I can't answer." <laughs> so that's when I was like, "Okay, so so there's definitely levels to this jujitsu thing." Yeah. So I was talking to Brandon a couple of days later. I was like, I think I found my jujitsu goal. I was like, I'm not trying to beat those guys, but I want to be able to roll with them without them rapping. Right. If they can roll with me and not sing and have to really think about a little bit about what they're doing. Okay. I'll be happy with my jujitsu. I always yeah, want to get better. Cool. Yeah. I always want to get better, but like I'm going to be 40 in two months or a month and a half, whatever it is. Right. So it's like, I, I, I don't think I can get to that level. I mean, you we know what said I it, mean in terms I, of like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. I know that there's start me when I'm 19, whole nother story, you know, with my drive and, and how I mean, much I say, like to do things like you, it's a little, it, it, it'd be a totally different story, but I don't know if it was on this version or the one before we had the technical difficulties, but you did say you were five ten, So yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a five ten white kid from the Midwest. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah, like, but yes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to college on a scholarship. I'm not going to be no, you, a millionaire you pro athlete. Hey, you definitely could have been a jujitsu fucking king. And <laughs> there's, you know, there's jujitsu, uh, just murderers out there. But um, either way, man, valid goals. And we were talking about this. You know, it's about how you feel. I think. Yeah, you know, we're both absolutely. 
33 that's not like, like there's no prime to be had like yeah. there's you know um, but i feel good i feel uh-huh. better in the last three four years i've been training than i did when oh. i first started in my 20s you know Absolutely. when i i feel better you know because i was fat when i was like 20 21 22 i was right. a fat kid man i was fucking real fat we didn't get to weightlifting until i was like 24 or 25 and then oh. like jujitsu and you know i've definitely felt worse and i think just being able to be in an environment when you where you are around that you are yeah. around competitors killers dude yeah. cody Steele and the tackett brothers william and andrew are fucking murderers man like, dude and, and honestly like so i'm i'm gonna i might get some criticism for this but i don't care because i love him to death i think one of the underrated guys out of that gym is brandon right i think brandon is like the way that he rolls you can tell it's it's different than cody and william brandon's very much an ibjjf guy but if you go to his classes like it's guard retention. It's passing guard. It's it's getting the points right. He he teaches like the right jujitsu, right? Like it's because because that's how he competes. William and Cody and those guys they do these these pro submission only type fights, and they're like go for that, go for that. So like I I mean I can't pass anyone's guard, but like watching, I think like Cody's guard would be easier to pass than Brandon's, right? Hmm. Just because of the style of game that they play and and I dude. Hey, styles make fights. I hate that too. I fucking hate that. But styles make fights. That's a very accurate thing because it is, you know, you, you, you get the ones that go out there and have their certain style or you get the ones that are more technical, more dialed in. Maybe only, they only use three or four positions or two or three. They're very selective, but they're the best at it or they're the fucking, you're just not going to stand a chance. You know, I don't know. You said Brandon Goodyear is his last name, right? Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Brandon Gutierrez. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the head coach, uh, Brown belt under Rodrigo. Okay. But, but, the, and that's the great thing about Five Factor, and I think that's why my game has made such a jump after I left Cooper's. No offense, Cooper's. Love Cooper's. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an amazing gym. I initially left because of work location or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, but I, shout I would, out to Cooper's. I, yeah, I would, I would recommend sure. Sean absolutely. <laughs> but like, you got Cody, who's got that really strong wrestling base. If he if he gets gets anywhere near your head, you're done. He gets you in that front headlock, guillotine, rest, you're done, right? William is just he gives nothing right it's just what i mean is he gives you nothing right like he's he's gonna take everything he can from you and brandon's 100 and i think he's trying to he's trying to gain weight to get up to like 160 but like i think he used to compete at like 145 or something fast like so you see all these different looks but at high levels mm-hmm. right at, at, at a lot of gyms you'll see the different looks you might be a you might see a fast guy Right, like if I'm rolling with a guy and he's faster than me, I guarantee you I'm probably stronger than him. Mm. Or if there's a guy that's stronger than me, I guarantee you I'm probably faster than him. Mm. At Fight Factory, it's like, oh, you're big and fast. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, dude. There's a there's a cat that fucking trains at Val that came in has <laughs> been training at Rudy's a lot for for a bit. Uh, I think his name is Nick. And he is fucking gigantic. Shout out to Nick. I don't know your last name, dude. I'm sorry. But he is so fucking big. And he's like, he told me the other day, I was like, how much do you weigh, dude? And he's like, 230. And I was like, fuck you. Like, is he like 20? Yeah, he's super baby Super, yeah, yeah. Nick, you know, it's like Castellanus you know, exact, or something yep, you know, like that. Exactly yeah, who yeah. I'm talking about. Shout yeah, out to yeah. Nick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he is fucking gigantic. Yeah, he, and he's, he's so a strong. human being. He's a freak of fucking nature. And there's yeah. hey, there's just those. There's those. Um, you can't really help it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it, man. But but it's fun and and kind of going back to my motivation, it's like if I'm going to take the time to learn this. Learn it from people that are decent. Well, I, I'm going to learn it from people people that are decent, but like 
I, I want to use it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I hope I don't ever have to use it on the street. I hope like some dude doesn't come up and talk trash to me when I kick him out of a soccer game. Right. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to have to use it in that setting. Like I want to be able to go and like compete against, cause like to me, it's no fun to choke out somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Right. I want to choke out somebody who knows what they're doing because I like to test myself. I like to prove that like, Oh, I'm getting better. Right. It's that level of, you know, it's yeah. There's no fun. There's no joy in being able to just dis- to, to, yeah. to, to dismantle somebody easily. Not that that's a mindset that jujitsu gives you, but there is something to be said. Like people underestimate, you know, that there's a lot yeah. of people out there that like to walk around with their chest out and think that they, yeah. you know, have this edge on people. And we see it on the internet every day. Yeah. So if you think that this doesn't happen, you're tripping, but people talk a talk. But when it comes down to walking a walk, they cannot do it. Right. And that's not, you know, yeah, there's something in it where when you go to like competitive jujitsu, oh. you know, there's, I've rolled with people that, I've rolled with people that are just going to beat me no matter what. Right? right. But there's still that drive that's to like, okay, well I can get better to where they're not going to beat me maybe as easily. And they're not going to beat me as fucking whatever. Cooper's gets yeah. people. Tim Kennedy rolls in Cooper's yeah. pretty frequently. Not to yeah. name drop or be weird, but yeah, no, yeah. there's a, he, I have felt I rolled what with him one like. time and it was like, I did okay. too. And I have felt what it is to probably die. He could kill me. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I'm a grown ass adult. I'm a yeah. fucking grown ass adult and I'm, I will fight whoever Tim Kennedy will murder me with his own bare hands. And that's something that, you know, (laughs) I've had to live with, I guess, as a person. I'm sure other people have felt this. It could happen, you know, and there's just, there's nothing that's really going to change that. But there is something to be said for being able to go out there and go against people and realize that you are getting better. You are at a certain level and you have been tested and put through the ringer and challenged and beat down and fucking broken man. And, and, and you've tapped and you've given up and you've thought that you weren't going to get any better, but then you're fucking choking out people that were choking you out one time, or you are catching people in maneuvers that you weren't getting and you are getting slicker and you are, you know, becoming more fluid and and just more technically sound. And then you are competing and you're seeing it, you're seeing results, you're seeing medals, you're seeing whatever it is. And you're only going to get that from a a, a group of people or a gym or a community that cultivates that, you know, and uh, again, fight factory, a brilliant example of it. I'm I'm glad the Rudy's under Rodrigo. I think that that's a, yeah, it was a good move on his part. You know, I think that, although I don't, I, I, he just told me that it happened. I was unaware of kind of how or even what, what that was about, but yeah. I know that lineage is really an impo- important and out right. here it can, you know, it is important because you get the McDojos, like you were saying, enough. Taco wants to join jujitsu. That's what she's doing over here is drills. Right. She's rolling. She's shrimping. Here? Shrimping. Anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Like the, um, yeah, like. I think I just like measurable success. There you go. Right. I like measurable <laughs> success, whether it's work. That's I like, I like goals at work. I like understanding that, like, do you know what? Rodrigo had me in Mount for five minutes of know. a five minute and 30 second <laughs> round. Right. The other 30 seconds we were fist bumping. Right. To know that, that like, was your break, bro. He just, you, were, you were in it for the first five minutes. You wanted to give you a little extra because you 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 know you didn't deserve that extra thirty seconds of rest. You yeah, didn't earn it, right? So like to know that like yeah, it might take a year, but like I got a quarter inch out of his hole. You know what I mean? Like to, to be able to see you didn't that chap both my arms when that, he was choking me out from that's behind. Miserable. Yeah, I was able to get my hand up around my neck, right? Even then, his big old bear paws yeah. wouldn't matter. Yeah, both my arms trapped. I wasn't able to, you know, I didn't go to sleep this time. I stayed yeah. awake. I was <laughs> right. able to. Uh, 
Yeah, tap. I was able to tap earlier. <laughs> yeah, but 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 to, but to, but to see but to see those improvements is motivating, right? Like, of course, I feel like I mean we talked about Stringer, and I know I know he's your boy and all, and and I've only ever met him that day that we rolled, and oh, he's a great, dude. and it, and he's it's, a great and it seemed and it seemed great, little off little off center, but great dude, right? He seems a little nice, but like a little off center. He's passionate. Hey, there's nothing wrong with. It. I think the world needs people that are off center, right? But like, I took that loss real hard, but then I realized that like. I was in the middle of changing gyms. I I didn't really have a competition game plan, right? Like I didn't really understand what was going to happen. And I was the dynamic of competing, the dynamic of competing. And then plus like I transitioned from Cooper's to fight factory only a couple weeks earlier, probably about a month. I'll, I'll, I'll say a month. And like, I was really focused on trying to like work on my wrestling. So I was like, I'm going to stand up with this guy. I should have just sat down. Mm. Like he's so tall. Mm. There's no heel hooks. He's got a weird body, a frame too, man. He's really big. I have no idea how he it. made 165. You don't notice it until you're like next to him or like talking to him because he's like, oh, fucking yeah, big, he's bro. Weird. He's like one of those people who are like, oh, you're big. You're like, like lurch. Yeah, dude. He's fucking, lurch. he is. He's wide. He just has a big frame. Yeah. Like a oh, lurch. <laughs> lurch. <laughs> you ring. No. <laughs> no, but like I should have just sat down and like, yeah, I couldn't have done heel hooks, but like there's ankle locks, there's toes, there's other things I could have done. And I was just like, I was so focused on like, I'm going to grab his head. I'm going to grab his head. Right. And so bad game plan, man. I mean, props to him. He beat me. He, he's better than me. But like, yeah, like that, that's the only thing that, that I regret is like, I wish I would have like been a little smarter in that one. So, I mean, it's your first competition. Yeah. I lost my first competition. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I was so, I was huffing and puffing. I was a white belt back in like California. I was like, oh, I was dying, dude. It was the worst. <laughs> and, but at the same time, I was like having fun, man. It was yeah. a great time. Oh, dude, dude, I had And that's fun. what's most important is like, as long as you're not going in there with any like unrealistic expectations, yeah. which people can fall into. People can fall oh, into that, especially if you're, you know, like a younger guy, right? They, they actually trying to turn it into something. And like, do you know what? I don't fault people for that. Now, if you're my age and you have that mentality, then, then I might, I might mess with you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But like, so, so this, so my, so my second fight was down in, um, just recently, it was down in San Antonio. Yeah. Just recently. That's the one where he had the booth. I was going up against a 10th planet San Antonio guy. And, uh, it was at 170 this time instead of 165. It was at 170. Did you feel better at 170? Uh, I know you said that you felt really good going in. Well, we were talking going into your your match against Stringer, and you were talking about how your nutrition was on point. And yeah, like I felt that good. You out really well. Yeah, I, th- I like I felt good. I think like this one next month is at 165 again because the one thing that I realized is like with Sub Hunter Pro, if you're a blue belt, you're probably you're probably not going to compete until after 10 p.m. And weigh-ins are the day before, mm. right? So at Sub FC, it was weigh-in the day before, compete at lunchtime. Right. Right. Now it's weigh-in the day before, compete at 9 p.m. That's essentially a full day to recover, right? So when I woke up after I hit 170, I felt good. I walked upstairs, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually still tired. But then, like, I took a nap. I relaxed. I ate. By like 7 p.m., I was 100%. I was good to go. And what time did you, was your match at? Uh, like 10, 10, 15. Okay. It, was, it was late. It was, it was, it's one of the later ones because Sub Hunter does kids, black belts, right. purple belts. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Early. So the blue belts go later. But, um, but yeah, so, so I don't think, I don't think weight cut nutrition is 
an issue okay. because cool. of, because of the later start time because I have the because yeah. I have the full day recovery. Recovery, you're not yeah you, same day weigh in. It's not like tough. rush. Well, <clears> even like, is when they do them same day or or they'll give you the option like. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. even same day but like competing at noon because you feel good but your muscles are still tired so you don't really know that you're tired until you start doing yeah. stuff yeah you know yeah. what i mean you, like your body hasn't recovered the mind recovers a lot quicker yeah, you're right like, i'm good the adrenaline's pumping you're good then all of a sudden you go and like do a shot and you're like i can't pick this dude up yeah. he's 100 what, you what's going on out of breath real early yeah you're, you're like, like <sighs> yeah so but i didn't have that issue this time right that's good so i don't know if you saw the fight because it was it was streamed live on Facebook. But. I didn't catch it. No, I caught uh, clips of Alex's because he had clips that he had posted. Yeah. I don't know if you had posted any clips, but I don't think I've come across it. Or. Yeah. So so mine like I was going against this uh, this kid from Tenth Planet San Antonio, and I call him a kid. I mean, he's probably like he, I think he was like twenty five. I for sure didn't actually because I remember asking you what had happened. And yeah. Like, well, hey, he was fight to win. He was in Dallas. I was sub hunter in San Antonio. We were on two different cards that time. It was no, the no, same no. day. Oh right right right. I I know I. I understand that they were separate, oh, gotcha, but gotcha. I'm acknowledging that I for sure didn't watch you oh, because gotcha. you and me okay. ended up talking about your result and you were yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it was a draw. It was a really good match, but it was yeah, just yeah. how it happened. And yeah. yeah. So, but like, he was one of those guys that was like taking it real seriously. Like we were standing backstage, right? Like we're like, so there was the people that was going before us and then us in like a staging area. And the guy was talking to us from sub hunter. He's like, make sure you're on time. We're, you know, we're prepping for, UFC fight pass, blah, blah, blah. So we're working on our timing. I was like, humble brag, bro. Like trying to crack a joke. And then, uh, and then I looked at the guy, he had his hoodie on. He just had this mean face and, and the guy like barked out some instructions. And I, and I like did like a little flick to my, my opponent's belly. And I was like, yeah, don't fuck it up, bro. And like, he just like, <laughs> and then like walked off. I was like, Oh, oh you're taking, you're taking this shit seriously. It okay. Wasn't, it wasn't the joking mood. Yeah. Me, Brandon and Davis were just kind of laughing about stuff. Right. So the, so the fight starts. And, and I knew he was going to come out fast because, like, he's like 25, right? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't he? And, and, he like, he grabs me in a darts, and it wasn't tight. Like, I had my hand in there. I was defending. Like, I was kind of talking to him while he was, like, squeezing, right? So I was like, I'm just going to wait this out. Yeah. And, like, literally, I just felt his hand, like, slip off his bicep. I'm like, yeah. okay, you're tired. We're good. And then yeah. we rolled, and he tried a couple Camoras. I rolled out of him. And then, like, I got him into a turtle. Could, couldn't – he was hand fighting, so I couldn't quite get the guillotine, but I saw in his eyes he was tired. And then so, like – we flipped over and I started going after his feet and I grabbed the toe lock and I grabbed it backwards. Mm. So I was, I'm not super comfortable with toe locks, but we couldn't do heel hooks. And I was so scared that I was going to grab his heel right, right. that I just grabbed his, so I just grabbed his toes just to make sure I didn't grab his heel. Right. Was it just cause you were at the, that level that yeah, you couldn't do? Okay. That level. Yeah. Cool, blue cool. belts, no heel hooks. Yeah. Everything else was cool. So like I grab it, I lock it and I'm cranking. And then, then all of a sudden I hear Brandon yell, Hey, you got your grip backwards. I'm like, Oh, Okay. And by the time I switched my grip and, and like started to crank, yeah. no, the bell rang. Oh, okay. So he was yeah, saved yeah. by the bell. Dang. And then like he got mad. He was like slamming the mat, and For I was like, "Why? Because it was a draw." Because it was a draw, and I guess he thought he should have won. We got to finish, bro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, I mean, he did. He didn't finish the darts, and his kimuras yeah. were nothing. Like they're like he he at no point was I in any danger. Okay. At no point. Right. Valid. At no point was I in any danger. Right? Valid. And, and and I guess because of the positioning, he thought that, like, he, like, smashed me. I'm like, bro. I was like, I was just letting you get tired. Like, I'm very much, like, my style. You know why he was upset? Because he fucked it up and you right. told him not to. And yeah, that's exactly like, what he up. did, Adam. <laughs> so, don't fuck it up. Submission Hunters, what date? 61? Uh, 11-20. 11-20. Fuck, dude. So, about a month? 11-20, you feeling yeah. good? Feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. 170? 
65. 165 again. What do you got right now? 65. 77. Good. So I'm not bad. You're all right. Uh, Day before's, right? Day before wins? Day before's, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Five minute match? Five minutes, yep. Also on Flow Grappling? Uh, no, Facebook Live. It's Sub Hunter oh, Pro. Cool, so it's cool. Facebook Live. Yeah, I'd be cool. streaming on Facebook Live. Awesome. Facebook Live, Sub Hunter Pro 61. Yes. Check it out. Submission Hunter is where yes. you can check it out. Submission Hunter 61. Yep. Uh, did you want to do your predictions on UFC 254 real quick? We're already almost at two hours. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. Man, time flies. Yeah. Um, or we can do main event. Who you? Who yeah, you, who uh, you? So, so I don't know the whole card. I, I So I, I think Whitaker and Gaethje are going to win. Okay, so yeah, Whitaker is fighting Jared Cannonier. Yeah, I kind of, I, w- I wouldn't mind Jared Cannonier winning. To be honest, I, I yeah. think Whitaker's gonna win, but I wouldn't I, mind. Jared I just Cannonier like, winning. I just like him as a person. He, yeah, and I don't know much about Cannonier. I know, I know that he works his tail off, and and he's finally found a, a right weight class, and and he's riding this wave. Like I, think, I, like I hope it's an entertaining fight, but like I, I, I'd like to see Whitaker get his rematch against Adesanya. Me too, me too. I think that's, that's an exciting fight. That's an exciting fight, and I think that that's probably the one to make after this match. You yeah, know, depending on sure. on how it goes. Uh, main event, you said Gaethje. Gaethje. Okay, I yeah, like Gaethje. I do too, man. And I, I think I, looking at like if you if you watch uh, Khabib's weigh-ins, like he didn't look too happy first fight without his dad. Yep. Right, like, like th- I think that could be in th- his th- favor, though. I th- think that's an a lot to it. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and I mean, the, the the people from that region, like, they're just so mentally strong. It's not like, you know, he's not going to come in there with tears or whatever, right? Like, it, it could be like unleashing a beast, and it could be a Khabib like we've never seen before, right? Which is scary and exciting at the same time, though. Yeah, <laughs> but but like, I also think that like Gaethje just brings this train wreck type violence. You called it the could, chaos. Yeah, he, he brings, brings enough chaos to, yeah. to to stop him. I, I, you know, he he brought it up. He wants to make Khabib bleed. Not many people have made him bleed. There's a yep. violent factor to Justin Gaethje yep. that nobody else has has, and or can can possess. And I don't know what why that is, but he just doesn't. You know, I, I thought that for the longest time he was going to be one of these guys that just took too much damage. You know, was a cowboy or was a was a gatekeeper because he was always, you know, willing to take willing to get into a fucking firefight and take some damage before he's you know, before it's too before he's able to get the gold right before yeah. he he plays smart. He played so smart against Tony Ferguson, yeah, and completely changed his game up and. I think that there was also something to be said. You and me were talking about this. He's only has only two losses: Eddie Alvarez, former champion, and Dustin Poirier, who on any day could probably be a champion. Right. And those well, he was interim for a while, so like he he technically was, got yeah. there. Yeah. And those weren't gimme fights either. Yeah. He fucking broke both of them, yep. and they were just able to get a little bit quicker. Now. That's not to say that they broke Justin Gaethje. They fucking TKO'd him. He dropped. Like, the referee had seen enough and was stopping the fight. Nobody's ever put Gaethje out cold. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Khabib putting him out cold. No. And I don't see him being lazy. I see Khabib wrapping, like, his legs and getting in that, like, weird sitting position where he's got your legs folded under his. But Gaethje's just going to bring elbows. I think he's going to bring a different dynamic than anybody no. has against against Khabib. But I don't. I don't know if it's enough. I, so I, I kind of want to bet on Gaethje. I kind of want to put some money down. The, the, thing, the, the thing is, though. So like everybody that like Khabib has fought, like, I and and I don't. I didn't see the Barboza fight, but like when Khabib's taking people down, like they've tried to fight from the bottom a little bit, right? Like, 
I mean, if you want to call it that, but really, I, I mean, it, it wasn't you're trying to You're trying to do something other than just be smothered. Right. But you're trying to mount some sort of momentum to where maybe you get him to loosen a grip or you get him to move to where you can breathe a little bit. But that's all it is. It's fighting right. for survival. But you don't ever, but you don't see Gaethje because of his wrestling background in those positions. True. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he, if you try and take him down, he's just trying to stand right back up. He's yeah. not trying to get to guard. He's not trying to get to positions to breathe. He's like he's going to scramble more than the guys that Khabib has wrestled with before in the MMA, right? I believe that. Yes. And and he has a better wrestling pedigree than the guys that Khabib has beaten already. I hope that his defense stands up. I yeah. think that he's going to, you know, we haven't seen much of Gaethje's wrestling, which has been like a highlight of the discussion points, right? Yeah. As Gaethje's a wrestler, but hasn't really used it in the UFC. He didn't really use it much in, in World Series of Fighting or PFL, whatever you want to call it now. Oh. But he didn't really use it much there, knockout artist, but he did utilize it. He hasn't really done much with it in the UFC, but still possesses that power, no doubt. Still possesses that, that technique, no doubt. You know, is he going to be able to stuff a takedown to Khabib? I, I think he can. All of them? Uh, I don't know if he's going to stuff all of them. I mean, yeah. I, I, mean, I definitely see Khabib. wrestles, right? Yeah, I see Khabib wrestles. getting a takedown, grabbing all his legs. <laughs> you know, fucking yeah, yeah. doesn't matter how many times you step out, he's still going to have his hand there grabbing you. He's going to take your knee or some shit. You know, I don't know if Gaethje has the power to knock out Khabib, but I think he has the power to fuck him up. Yeah. Maybe get him staggering, rock him enough to where he's wobbly, definitely beat him down against the cage like he likes to do. Right. Fuck, it's gonna be such a good fight, and it's yeah. early. So if you're watching it, fucking 1 p.m. I think is the main card. That's bananas. I want to get facts for it, bro. I know I'm working, so I'm gonna have to watch it on my phone, all secretive and shit. Or just don't pay attention to social media at all and watch it later on the replay. Uh, if that means I gotta buy it, I wasn't planning on buying it. To be if I'm being <laughs> fucking honest with everybody listening to me right now, I'm working, yeah. so I wasn't gonna buy it. Yeah, I think I'll be at a trick or treat. <laughs> there tr- you trick go. Trick or treat event. There so you I won't go. Be, uh, you know. Ooh, Brickhouse does um. Fights free, no cover. They do. I'm working still. Doesn't mean I'm gonna <laughs> download it illegally, but I might because yeah. I'm not gonna be able to watch it. Yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern for the main card. So yes, 1, 1 p.m. our time here in good old Austin. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up, man. We're yeah, at, yeah. At almost Perfect. two hours. Where uh, social media? You and Reverend, where can they find uh, you? At? Yeah. So, so the big one uh, Re- at Reverend Jujitsu on Facebook. Cool. We also have an Instagram. Um, that, that's all we have right now. We don't have the other stuff. And reverendjujitsu.com? Re, yep, www.reverendjujitsu.com. That's that's the big one. Boom. And then for go, you? Go, go buy our stuff. We're, uh, we're updating our website and all that. So right now it's just a shop. We'll have an updated website that's more uh, aligned with what we're trying to do hopefully in the next month. Cool. Shout out to Alex Assad and yeah, Sean O'Neill, uh, yep. other two members of Reverend. Uh, you can find Alex at Assad Tattoo yep. on Instagram. And you know uh, Sean O'Neill's Insta? I do you want to shout that out real quick? Give me one second. Yeah, I do. What is Man. your Insta? Do you want to shout yours out? Uh, it's just a Borshig. I don't really, I'm not, I'm, I'm a creeper on Instagram. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, we won't need to give that to people. They can learn to spell your name by reading the show notes or they can suck it. Yep. So so Sean is Smolife, S-M-O underscore L-I. I-F-E cool. And you're going to get, you're going to get the personal sides of those gentlemen, but also the jujitsu sides, yep. uh, especially with Alex. He's fucking trains every day. Yeah. He's a beast. And he's fucking competing as well on the same card. Submission Hunter Pro 61 up in Colleen on November 20th. You can catch that on Facebook live on Submission Hunter Pro's Facebook page. 
you know where to find the podcast and the website and all that good stuff. So I won't repeat it. Adam, thank you, man. Appreciate you for coming in. Appreciate Thanks, the gifts. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I the, appreciate the it. Anytime. Whatever else there is. And I, I, I look, dude, whatever I can do to help Reverend or, or yeah, blast yeah. it out there or share it with people or get people involved, please let me know. And I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Thank I appreciate you. it. Appreciate it. Take thank it you. Easy.